For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Friday, so it's Free Food Friday again, courtesy of ourselves and the good people at Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So more details on the nosh a little later on, but you need to be texting who you are and where you are to 0868 104 106. I know the events of recent days um, have been very, very devastating for people who are homeowners or business owners. Um, and we're looking at, for many, total devastation of their business. Front page are making the echo today. Totally devastated. It's a photograph of Rosaline at HS2 Hersonen, Main Street in Middleton. Destroyed by flooding. Um, and really, you, you could not imagine unless you see the photograph. Well, the photographs, okay, they, they do some justice to the damage, but imagine physically actually being there and walking through it uh, really would bring home the incredible dev- devastation. Um, we did get uh, fabulous opportunities to see the kindness of people over the past few days in local communities literally rolling up their sleeves and getting involved and asking what can I do, how can I help so if you have stories like that to share in spite of the devastation and the worry and the wipeout do share the good stories, the kind stories, the community spirit stories. Text 86 So communities in parts of Cork were only just coming uh, to terms with the totally devastating impact of the flooding yesterday. And I imagine they have still some way to go. Um, it was missed. Uh, and there's, there's a lot of criticism this morning in the newspapers of Met Aaron. Uh, Met Aaron was under fire last night for failing to issue a red weather warning before Babette caused 200 million euro worth of damage. It's the front page making the mirror today. Red mist, as in red alert mist. Uh, the story is picked up by uh, the other papers and the inside pages talk of why were we not ready for this, as in red E for this. Met Aaron slammed over warning and being asked to explain why they did not issue a red alert for Storm Babette, which left huge swathes of Middleton and other towns and villages across East Cork um, and indeed West Waterford. Uh, this morning, the Star says they have flood on their hands. They have flood on their hands. Fury that Matt Aaron didn't issue or didn't see it. Now, um, there are many photographs of uh, Leo Varadkar and, and I don't doubt that he's genuine about this. You could actually see it yesterday if you're watching the video, see the photographs of him. Uh, he, he clearly is moved by the devastation uh, and went to all of the businesses. Wasn't in any rush. Took his time. Uh, and many of those photographs make the papers today. Bad news is that for very few people in the area, they've been able to get, they haven't been able to get any flood insurance, which means they'll have no choice but to pay for the repairs of their own pocket if there's not help. Um, but there will be help. Like the, the papers this morning talk about help is on the way. Varad Cartel's flood affected Middleton traders. The initial, well, there's 10 million set aside, right? And the initial grant will be 5,000. Um, and then a higher grant of 20,000 after that. I'll talk to Michael McGrath, the finance minister, in a moment, but I know he's going to say words to the fact that the money's available and they will begin to pay it out through the Red Cross next week. But the examiner's story says that businesses are saying that a 10 million euro fund is not enough and won't go anywhere near what's needed um, and they'll have to come up with even more money. Um, the T-shirt figures aren't nearly enough. One angry business person told the examiner that they have estimates that they've lost at least 100,000 euro themselves. We look at stock fixtures and fitting and the state of the business um, as in the property itself so that's um, you know if it's capped to 20 grand that will go nowhere near what's needed so when asked how much would be available in the financial and aid package overall Leo Varadkar says he can't say at this stage
Um, the Cork-based McCarthy Insurance Group are quoted in the Times this morning uh, saying that they estimate repair costs to some businesses could reach half a million that some businesses could be impacted with bills of up to half a million. Um, so where do you go with it? Like we, we're primarily, and, and I love the, there's a, there's a graphic, uh, map graphic, uh, making the um, online papers this morning where they look at the Cork flood impacted areas and it's as far north as, as Killa. Um, I know we're talking about east and stuff like that. Riverstown, Glanmire, Raffine, Ringeskiddy, Whitegate, Middleton, Cloyne, Castle Martyr. In fact, the only problem with this um, map is they've put Killet in twice. They put it away over in the east and they put it as well just north of Riverstown. Best of my knowledge, there's, is there more than one killer? Uh, but anyway, I don't mean to make light of it. These were some of the key areas, but there were more than that. Um, now, a little story in the examiner this morning um, online says that a mattress, a pink scooter and a baby's cot were some of the items that blocked the culvert and caused the major flooding during heavy rainfall in Glanmire on Wednesday. Was that the cause of the devastation to many homes and housing estates and areas of Glanmire village? A mattress, a pink scooter and a baby cot dumped by some brainless person who hadn't the cop on or the realisation that you need to dispose of those things responsibly? A mattress, a pink scooter and a baby cot. Possibly the reason why Glanmire got flooded. In, in other stories making the papers this morning, um, there is the Ashling Murphy murder trial. And we have been hearing over the past couple of days from quite an amount of witnesses. Um, and uh, I don't know if I get an opportunity to update on the case this morning because of other events happening in our fair county of Cork. But I will be returning to it on Monday. But I did see from the court reports yesterday uh, that Gardaí were giving evidence yesterday of arriving at the scene and it's absolutely horrific, the detail where they go into spending 15 minutes trying to save Ashling's life. Even when paramedics came along, they continued to try and bring her back, but it was obviously futile. Uh, so that makes all of the papers today. The other stories I will come back to, I promise you that, but I just want to stay with this because Michael McGrath set some time aside, and I do appreciate it this morning, just to bring us up to, state, up to speed as to where we're at right now, following the walkabout in Middleton yesterday, and the Minister for Finance was there, so was Simon Coveney, a lot of the local reps, and Leo Varadkar as well. So Michael Good morning. Hi, Neil. Good morning to you. And, and I don't doubt for a moment that, you know, all of you were genuinely moved. Yeah. And, 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 I, and, I, and I know that at this stage that we can assume that the, that the Taoiseach is very sincere in his promises, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. But, but, but um, what, what, what are we looking at here? We're looking at 10 million. Is it 10 million? Well, look, we've two separate schemes, uh, Neil, and the, the overall cost and, and the overall amount that we're going to pay out is, is not capped. There are caps currently within some of the individual schemes, but like the overall cost of what happened in the last 48 hours is going to be many, many millions. Like when you add in the cost of public infrastructure and the county council, the city council, they're doing an assessment at the moment of the damage um, all over different parts of the county and in parts of the city. Uh, And as you said there a moment ago, we have pockets in lots of different places. So the focus is rightly on Middleton because of the devastation there. Um, But there there are many communities that were impacted. I visited Lammire as well yesterday and Lowntown. So the overall cost is going to be very, very large. But to get down to brass tacks, which I think is what you you want to focus on, uh, for the businesses concerned, uh, there is an existing scheme uh, which is administered through the Red Cross where um, they can get €5,000 um, uh, uh, quickly and then up to €20,000 following 
an assessment of the scale of the damage. And what we indicated yesterday was we recognise that that's not going to be enough given uh, the, the scale of the damage that has been done and the fact that the vast majority of the businesses uh, don't have flood insurance cover and uh, the, there's a real risk for many of them that if they don't get enough support that they simply won't trade again and they won't reopen their doors and you know it's a really magnificent town Middleton and it's a very long main street and uh, you know so many of the businesses there are just destroyed uh, and to see all of the, the stock including Christmas stock that just came in uh, to be uh, in a heap on the pavement or in a skip is just heartbreaking so we are going to have to go further than has we've gone in the past and um, it's a scheme that Simon Coveney's department actually have responsibility for. I spoke with Simon earlier uh, they're working through it now we'll be working through it this weekend and he'll bring a memorandum to government on Tuesday uh, where we'll make the final decision about what the, the changes to that scheme are but there will be changes and there will be improvements. Okay, But when then would people and businesses and local community. I'm assuming that this includes homes as well and housing estates, this fund, as well as the business. When Am I right in that regard? So to be clear, there is a separate scheme uh, which is already up and running uh, for households that don't have flood cover. And uh, so there's a phone number there, 0818 60 70 80, 0818 60 70 80, uh, which is administered by uh, Heather Humphrey's department, uh, the Department of Social Protection, through the uh, Community Welfare uh, Office and it, it is means tested um, but I, and I can go through the detail of how that works with you uh, if you wish in a moment um, but th- that scheme is up and running and that support uh, is available now. Why is that support then? Let's just stay with that point on that 0818. What will people, what will people hear if they call that number? Will it lead to financial help? Uh, Yes, it will. And it is there to support uh, families that have been unable to get flood cover uh, and to help them meet the costs that that they are going to have to face over the days and the weeks ahead. And um, that scheme is long established. It does work well. Um, I will speak with the minister today just to make sure that the red tape is kept to a minimum and that people can access this money really quickly. Like I went to Copper Valley View with Padraig O'Sullivan yesterday and uh, just saw the homes myself. Um, Many of them have been flooded before. That's in Glanmire and uh, they're just devastated. So many of them will need help quickly. Some do have insurance uh, and are worried about claiming from the insurance. My own view is that you take out insurance for a reason and if you have cover, uh, you should claim from it. And I spoke with Insurance Ireland uh, yesterday evening uh, and I just emphasised the importance of customers being treated fairly and not being punished uh, if they make a valid insurance claim against the policy that they have. Yeah, that may be the case, but anyone that I've been speaking to in all the different housing estates, none of them have flood insurance. If they call 0818, will they be told what they have to do? Do they have to apply is there is there some sort of process? Um, uh, yeah, there is an application form and uh, there is a process. Uh, so uh, Heather Humphrey's uh, department issued a press statement yesterday. So that's actually up on the uh, Department of Social Protection uh, website. So the information... Does it involve in somebody uh, having to come and visit the property or will it just be paid out on the basis of photographs or videos or of the so house? Or? Where, where the claim goes beyond €5,000, which it will in 
the vast majority of cases, uh, then it does involve um, a loss adjudicator uh, and assessor coming from the department or on behalf of the department uh, just to have a look at the, the, the damage that happened and to make sure that the claim is valid. Well, why um, are you paying? Why is, the, why is the payment going to businesses, small and medium businesses, fast? But there's this could well be lengthy process for homeowners. No, it's not a lengthy process and uh, we will make sure that this uh, is equally as quick. I mean, this scheme is up and running. The business one requires a cabinet decision and that will happen on Tuesday, but the scheme for the households is open today. Okay. Now, I've been hearing from businesses and indeed McCarthy Insurance saying that uh, the estimates of costs in some businesses in Middleton could top half a million. Others in the papers this morning are saying that their damage is 200,000. Um, it falls very far short, Michael, doesn't it? Um, it, it does, and the, the state won't be able to do everything, Neil. I'm not going to come on and promise that we can cover 100% of the costs up to that kind of magnitude. Um, but we do recognise that the existing scheme uh, has been overtaken by events uh, this flood event was uh, a very major one, uh, a different magnitude to what we've experienced before. Many, many more businesses impacted. Um, but equally, any changes that we make to this scheme, you know, set the standards that then have to be applied nationwide and to all other future uh, flood events that happen. Uh, so we, we will make sure it's funded. Uh, you know, we're not putting uh, a limit on the overall cost but there is always um, conditionality and there's always some level of cap within different schemes. But we do know that this one now is going to have to be revised in light of uh, the scale of what happened in okay. Middleton. And do, do businesses have to apply for it? Um, if it's going to, I think you said this morning uh, on Morning Island that the, the, the money will start rolling next week. Is that right? That's right. And uh, so... Um, Minister Gofney's department and the Red Cross have a lot of experience of administering the scheme. They've done it in many communities around the country. So the Red Cross will uh, be up and running once they have a cabinet decision and that will happen on Tuesday and uh, there will be uh, the phone number and uh, information online and so on immediately uh, to help those businesses. So the the, the cash we expect and we will ensure uh, will start to flow quickly to people that need it. And what do businesses have to do, or forgive me if you're not in a position to say, to apply for that money, the original five and then the possible much needed top ups for sure? How do they go about that? How will they go about that? Well, my, my understanding is that the initial um, the initial five thousand euro is straightforward, and um, they just contact uh, the Red Cross next week, give them the information that they require uh, when where they need to go beyond that, and the overwhelming majority will need to go beyond that. Uh, there is a more formal application process, uh, and uh, there will be an assessment made. But we will again ensure that they have the resources to do that quickly um, because where they have had to step in in the past, there has been a much smaller number of properties. So whatever extra resources that they need uh, in the Red Cross and in the department to make sure that the applications are dealt with efficiently and quickly, uh, we will provide those resources. Okay, just just to be 100% clear, clear for businesses, this funding will come from the state via the Red Cross. Do people apply to the Red Cross? Do they phone the Red Cross or what, what happens? 
yes, they contact the Red Cross from next week once okay. we have the government okay. decision formally okay. made and we're working on the improvements to the scheme uh, through this weekend and we will make that formal decision then on Tuesday morning okay. and it will be up and running. Let, let me away. just briefly turn to another scheme or lack of it. There have been many floods on Side. God knows the low-lying city gets hammered often enough and we've heard from many businesses there. Let's just deal with, say, for instance, the greater Middleton area um, and a flood, re- flood relief scheme. Um, there's been something like, I don't know, I think if you look at the last 12 years, five fairly bad floods down there. Uh, and yet it's been yeah. eight years since it was agreed that something would be done to relieve it and to organise a flood relief system. Why has absolutely nothing happened in the last eight years? Um, unfortunately, developing flood relief schemes uh, it does take time and it is a complex project uh, to undertake. We've seen that elsewhere, including in our own city, uh, Neil, where the Martins Island scheme will now go to tender uh, in the coming weeks and that will begin construction next year. Um, a, a number of schemes have been developed and completed and proven to be successful, including in Douglas, where it worked, uh, in Toker, uh, from I, Mallow, and in lots of... No, I, I, and that's the reason why people are frustrated, because it does yeah. work when it's done, but why has nothing work. been done? Well, they've been developing a scheme and they're ready to go to planning uh, early next year. Patrick O'Donovan is the OPW minister. He was there yesterday when we visited Middleton Fire Station to meet the steering uh, committee, all of the uh, the frontline service providers. He gave an update uh, on the scheme. The OPW were there. They've been working with Cork County Council. They have to go through extensive consultation, extensive design work, but they are now at a stage where um, early next year they will be in a position to lodge the planning application, which will will be designed to protect about 600 properties. Um, so you don't accept that this is too long? No? This oh, isn't frustrating? I mean, no, many of, of the residents were and locals were telling me that they were very fast with regards to the greenway and cycle lanes and footpaths and things like that. And that's all very nice aesthetically. But these are people's businesses and their homes. And yet, all we're hearing about is planning permission and planning objections and paperwork. Like, know, in, in, the, in the event of emergencies, surely, surely it's kind of sleeves up and get it done. Of course it is. But unfortunately, planning, scheme, planning permission processes for flood schemes um, are very complex. You have extensive environmental regulations uh, and directives, habitat, habitats directives. You have a lot of EU law that has to be complied with. And there are many people, there are some people out there who are very quick uh, to take objections all the way to the Supreme Court and to Europe. And they can hold up schemes for years. You know, we've seen it uh, in our own city uh, where Marston's Island scheme was taken to the Supreme Court and eventually the state won and that scheme is now going to tender and construction. Uh, we had it in Blackpool, where a scheme was approved for Blackpool, uh, but again, okay. a challenge was taken, and um, in that case, we had to stand down the consent because the view was legally that that scheme would, would not uh, withstand a, a legal challenge. And is so that the reason why now. Middleton has been so slow, because of legal challenges, possible legal um, challenges and no, objections? I'm not, I'm, I'm not aware of legal challenges, to be fair, but you just have to get it right. You have to get it absolutely right or you will be but stuck eight in years you would think you'd have that done within a calendar year for God's sake I mean it's potentially loss of life uh, it, it is and that is the uh, that is the only positive from the last couple of days uh, is that nobody was hurt and nobody lost their life that could have happened um, but I just want to assure the people uh, of Middleton of uh, that area 
that the funding is there. This scheme will happen. It has happened in many communities around Cork and those, those communities are now protected. You can never eliminate risk you can never give a guarantee, oh, especially with uh, with the way our weather's... No, 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 you can't, and that but that begs the question then, what, what will happen next time this happens? Well, the, the County Council and the OPW are going to have to work together now to see what can be done to mitigate the risk uh, of a repeat event uh, in advance of that scheme being completed. We have the same issue in Glanmire, where, you know, tragically, the scheme is now underway. Sorensons are on site, and yet... Um, the people of Copper Valley View, uh, SARS Hurling Club, uh, was badly flooded. Um, so we have to see what can be done there in the next two and a half to three years okay. before that scheme is finally completed to at least mitigate the risk and provide as much protection as possible. So when do you uh, think then, uh, when do you think Middleton will get its flood release system? Um, well, what I'm not going to do is give a timeline I can't stand over. Uh, what The commitment we gave, uh, the Minister Donovan gave yesterday was the planning would be lodged in quarter one next year. Uh, and then it all depends on how quickly it can go through the planning process, get approval and hopefully not be subject to a court challenge and not end up in courts or in Europe. Um, but uh, it just depends how long the planning process takes. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, the money is there to do it. We'll protect that money. We have 1.3 billion in our national development plan uh, for flood schemes around the country. We know they work. They're done to a really high standard and we want to do many, many more of them and do them as quickly as possible, including for Middleton. And uh, I'll work with all of my colleagues to make sure that this keeps moving forward now. Okay. One final question. You don't necessarily have to answer this. The Cork East Cork TD, your colleague James O'Connor, says that lives were put at risk over the past few days and he is blaming, indeed many of the newspapers are this morning, Met Aaron. Um, any thoughts on that? The fact that it wasn't a red warning, that people have probably alert fatigue at this stage? Um, well, look, I was with James for a good few hours yesterday and he's, he's doing everything he possibly can um, to help the local community there. I, I did hear, I think his name is Owen Sherlock, the head of forecasting for Met Aaron on radio yesterday. And um, he, he did acknowledge that they provide uh, a warning based on the severity of the weather event but they, they do need to consider moving to a situation where they predict the impact of that weather event because you know, like an orange weather event uh, has a very different outcome if it's on top of um, soil that's dry, that's I'm not tired. saturated, where there hasn't already been heavy rainfall. So like we hear yellow, orange, red, I think where you know we hear it so often now that we don't maybe listen to the, the to the detail of it of course uh, if it was a red event people would have responded um you know differently yes, but, but i it, think what, yes, they, what yeah. they need to move to a situation where they tell us well this is what an orange event means given what has happened in the last number of weeks and like the ground has been saturated uh, with the level of rainfall that we've had so that this orange event had a very different outcome Okay. what another orange event might have had and I think they need to just tell us what the impact is going to be okay. as well as telling us what the weather is going Mind to be. Mind you, no matter what colour the warning was or alert it wouldn't have saved the businesses in Middleton because sandbags wouldn't do it and yeah. barriers at the door wouldn't do it. Michael, thank you so much for taking the call. I want to go down to Middleton if you don't mind thank because you. apparently you might like to know that they're evacuating homes in Middleton again this morning so mad, more bad news. A lot of rain yesterday. Thank you so much Minister for Finance Michael McGrath. Mark Sinclair is at Middleton Fire Service. Thank you so much for holding, Mark. I appreciate it. What's happening? Uh, what's happening? The, the lads are under savage pressure trying to...
stop tidal water, which is, I think, as everyone knows, is nearly impossible. Has um, as a as what as 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 the river or rivers burst their banks again or what? Uh, in places there there is a bit of flooding. Yes, um, it has burst its bank. The, I think it's Willow Bank there, just down by the hotel, which is be the lowest point. Um, we got a call there this morning at seven o'clock. Um, uh, we got a call at seven o'clock, and lucky enough, I, I think it was Power Arrogates and Kai Tool that dropped off a lorry load of sand in Tesco car park. So. The lads worked like Trojans. Co-fire brigade came into assist us. Uh, the Gardaí. We filled the 500 sandbags. We commandeered the truck that was going around. I think he was down working on behalf of um, uh, accident insurance collecting cars. <laughs> so he, he had the fell in with us for two hours to bring the sandbags around and, and get them in front of the houses. But it's like anything. It was like a McDonald's drive-through by the time we were finished. Was, we were filling the bags. Cars were pulling in and taking the bags. It was... Um, it was a pretty hectic sight for an hour and a half. Okay. Um, but, um, yeah. they're, they're gone down there to Banog there now to, to stop pumping out water or stop pumping the water. But it's a vicious circle. All, all, all the shores are, are blocked. So the rainwater is nowhere to go. Um, the river is trying to fight against the tide that's coming up and it's a high tide. So again, that's nowhere to go. Um, it's, 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 it's personal. But I don't think, my own opinion... And, and that's all it is, in opinion. I don't think it's going to be nowhere near as bad as what it was um, last week. Well, that's hopefully good I won't be eaten, Hopefully I won't be eating my words. From earlier this week, yeah. yeah. But yeah, sorry, uh, has it led to people having to leave their homes? Uh, yes, a few people have, yeah. Um, the, 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 the only advice, uh, uh, there was people ringing me, asking me about kids going to school, and I said, no, don't, don't leave, leave them at home. I don't even know if the schools are open, but I wouldn't have been sending kids out to school. Um, there's a rake of teenagers passing me here. They're still actually out helping people in the town. It's absolutely fantastic. Has that amazed so, you down there? Has that amazed Middleton uh, Fire Service, the people, I, the camaraderie? The I, I was in a shop yesterday getting coffees for the crew and a group of teenagers came in and said, is there anything we can do to help? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Isn't it? It's incredible uh, to see how people come uh, together. Okay. Yeah. yeah All right. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll let you get back to it, Mark. Thanks for the update. No, look, at, I, Take care. Yeah, look, I'll talk to you there next week if you want to... I understand. No, thank you so much for waiting. Thanks, Mark. Okay, take care. Take care. It's Mark Sinclair. He's been very good over the last few days from Middleton Fire Service. They're earning their crust and they're going way beyond the call of duty. Uh, Why wouldn't they? They're wonderful people. Text 0868-104-106. Back after the break. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now. 0818-104-106. Red FM. Yes, indeed. And as always, your calls are welcome. So do pick up the phone. Text 0868-104-106. That all-important number that we got there from Michael McGrath is the government department number for homes, for residents in their homes to get financial relief. It's an 0818 number, 607080. 0818 uh, I think it's all very well to see the pictures and the videos and even for me to be talking to people on air but Seamus Whelan spent all day yesterday and much of last night and indeed the night before in and around both Glanmire but primarily down around uh, Middleton yesterday and we've quite a lot of audio actually put together which I want to talk through with you um, but it, it's heartbreaking just listening and seeing the video and you talking to uh, various people who have been wiped out their businesses wiped out and all the stock in big huge piles out on the on the roads and the footpaths right? Yeah um, I got there yesterday morning about 7 o'clock uh, spoke to Mark Sinclair um, they had just 
battled right through the night, um, pumped out as much as they could. They finished at about half eight yesterday morning, uh, went home for an hour or two sleep. We're back in at six o'clock yesterday, uh, that yesterday morning then. And they started opening up the roads to leave the the rush hour traffic through. Um, that lasted for about an hour or two before they had to close the roads again because all the, the businesses, they were pulling out all the all the damaged stuff. I spoke to Linda Carglione uh, from La Trattoria. Yeah. Um, they were having lunch. They, they were they had a full busy lunch. Yeah. One minute it's fine, and then fifteen minutes later they're up to like two and three feet of water. Yeah, they're basically she she told me that they were they're having their lunch. Um, there were kids in celebrating their junior cert. Um, and all of a sudden a big turn to water came from both back and front. So they all left the building. They made sure all the all those people that were having their 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 lunch and their celebrations got out safely. They went back to go back into the, the property, but they couldn't open the door because of the pressure of the water. Across the road in um HS two hair salon, uh the Allison there was uh doing hairs as she normally does Full. Uh, there was a pregnant lady there and they were they they saw that the water coming and they stayed there for a while not knowing what to do and suddenly they heard the creaking of the window and they knew oh we better get out of here and the plate glass window got blown in they made it out the they made it out the back like Going into all the businesses yesterday and people's homes, the pungent smell out of them, unbelievable. Everything is destroyed. There's thick, gunky mud like glue stuck to the floors, stuck to furnishings. Um, like they, it's just nothing they've seen before. Yeah. And I don't know if they can get back from it yeah. because um, all those businesses on Main Street, there's about 100 businesses on Main Street. None of those have flood insurance. Because they're a flood risk, they would. They, they, oh no, they that's why it. they need. That's why there's even criticism already of the ten million that's been set aside with some but businesses. That's just uh, a tip of the iceberg. There's like five thousand euros isn't going to go far for no. for any business, no, no. let alone twenty thousand. When you're when there's millions upon millions of euros worth of damage done to homes and businesses, like Linda herself told me yesterday, there is. A hundred thousand euros worth of damage done to her property. Twenty thousand of that is food stock. She said five thousand euros from the government straight away wouldn't even cover a breakfast menu. Now she's in there this morning getting the the premises sprayed because while they're cleaning up, they're trying to they're trying to do. Um, infection control the whole lot um, but they would have like say restaurants would have just got rid of stock wouldn't they, that, that's they just gone. it's just gone okay. it's just okay. gone it's just gone but but like they're, they're, a lot of them are cleaning up like you have uh, Linda in uh, CX uh, Lennox's she opened yesterday um, she was one of the lucky ones that, that were able to open and she was afraid of opening yesterday morning for fear of what the other businesses would think Um but she's there she's rallying she's supporting every, everybody oh listen if you can get um, your business open good luck to you you know the blessings of God on you just get on with it do you think that do you think that Leo Varadkar was genuinely moved by people's play I know you've got an audio from we'll play it later but uh, do you think that he, he, he kind of will seriously do the right thing here I think he will because I didn't I, 
I don't think he knew how bad bad was until he actually witnessed it. And he walked into many of the businesses, did he? He did. He walked into many of the businesses. He spoke to a number of um, of GPs that are that are wiped out. There's one GP who lives over the practice, um, an elderly man. Um, quite a lot of his stuff was backed up on a cloud, but some of the paper um, paper files are destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can say that um, about all of the businesses down like, there. Okay. Ye- yesterday, as I was coming over uh, the bridge there at Tesco, um, they were filling their sandbags because of the yellow uh, rain warning last night, fearing that more floods would come. And like, as you heard this morning with Mark, yet yeah, some of those homes they are under threat. Um, some people have been moved out even again this morning. Yeah. Let, let's start on the audio. So we're starting actually with sandbags, isn't it? This is, um, what, what have you got for me? Uh, this is a Vox Pop uh, that I did with a, a, a couple of the, the residents from Willow Bank. They were filling their, their, their bags yesterday with sand for fear that uh, what's transpiring this morning would happen because you have to remember the river is, uh, is raging high. There's a high tide. You've also got the land saturated so any bit of water that is falling is going to it's going to go somewhere and and it's it's just topping up the cup. You know? Okay, thanks for teeing it up. I will come back to it in a few minutes' time. Thank you, Seamus. I'll let you get back to it. We have a lot of audio from, from Middleton this morning. We'll be talking with an awful lot of people from there. And I will come back to that. But I want to talk to Owen Sherlock, who's the chief forecaster at Met Aaron and joins me by phone. Owen, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Difficult time for the Met Office, for sure it is. Um, you're never really credited when you get it right, but criticised then when people feel that you got it wrong. H- have you seen the front of the papers this morning, uh, particularly the red tops, I wonder, Owen? I have, of course. Yeah, look, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's a desperate situation, what's happening now, particularly in Middleton and eastern parts of Cork. So, I mean, these are real-world problems that we're seeing uh, based on, on the weather system that's pushed through and dropped significant amounts of rain so you know we, we are kind of human as well we do understand that people's homes and livelihoods are maybe irreparably damaged if you had an opportunity to go back in a time machine what warnings would you have given um besides uh, an orange warning um so we've done the, basically we, just for a quick recap of how we do it like it won't take too long so we have a couple of models and the models give us the guidance for what's going to happen monday we were we basically issued an orange warning and then we've got more updates from the model. We realise it's probably going to take a little bit longer for this to clear, particularly down in Cork and um, Waterford. So we extended the model. So then when the, when the flooding was occurring, we, were, we, we kept track of the observations at our rainfall stations and we were looking at them and we saw that the majority of them were recording orange level. Now, in fairness, y'all and I think roaches was one millimetre over what we would classify as an orange and it would crept into red. So what we do is when we, we look at the county as a whole, so if there was a widespread, so if all those rainfall stations were popping up as red, we would have said perhaps that wasn't the best forecast. But the majority of them were orange, and indeed in northern parts of the county, some of them probably only crept into the yellow and were actually below a yellow level criteria. So looking back, although it might be cold comfort for people in, in Cork in particular, we think that the warning was probably uh, adequate for what happened in terms of the meteorological conditions. Um, somebody suggested that Cork Airport was red though, was it? No, no, Cork wasn't. I mean, uh, no, Cork didn't reach that. So Yall, we have a, um, a rainfall station in Yall and Roaches Point, and they were the two that actually crept into red level. So I think Yall was very localised. It was really intense. We were looking back at it, like maybe two or three hour period. There was 
quite quite heavy extreme falls of rain in that short period and, and that pushed him in Is and wrote it as well. Okay, because yeah, I do the forecast all of the time and I, I rely on Med Aaron for a lot of it. I find that a lot of the time it's more regional, the forecast. It, you know, when we, when we look at a monster forecast, it really doesn't bear any kind of accurate picture of Cork, which is the biggest county in Ireland because it incorporates Kerry and, and up as far as Clare. Should, should the forecasts not be more regionalised? You're saying that really you were identifying a couple of days ago that East Cork was going to get, these are my words, not yours, a battering or a bit of a hammering or flooding, whereas maybe other areas of Cork would not. And So should there not have been an alert like that? So the way it works now is we issue warnings to the local authorities because that's how it, things are done in the major emergency management framework. So if it's a Cork City or Cork County Council. So that's why we issue warnings on a county basis. Going forward, I think we've been investigating this the last year or two with some of our colleagues in Europe. What they tend to do is they might draw like a shape over, let's say, the, the, the south coast of Cork. And, and then they could colour that in, let's say, red, for example. And you could say, well, the bigger, the highest impacts would be there. When you go further inland into Cork, that colour might be orange to indicate that there'd be red, uh, orange level uh, impacts. And when you get to the north, north of Cork on the border, that could be yellow. So I think that, that's kind of maybe the direction of travel we're going in terms so of... So for on Wednesday, we would have seen East Cork red, would we, under that system? Well, no, if the forecast played out as it is, and um, we're kind of, in our opinion, like the forecast was fine. Uh, it looks, you see, it's very difficult to pinpoint exactly that you all would get red. So that's just the reality. We do in about a couple of kilometre resolution. That's how our models pick. So for us, it would still probably be an orange. Here's the or forecast from Wednesday morning from Ed Aaron, though, that I had on air. Heavy rain today, bringing the likelihood of flooding and some disruption. The rain will turn lighter and more intermittent later in the day. Highs of 16 degrees, fresh to gusty east to southeast winds decreasing in strength. That forecast wouldn't put anybody on alert, though, sure wouldn't, on. Well, the fact that there was a named storm, it was called Storm Babette, we'd issued an orange warning on the Monday. And we're also in contact with the local authorities throughout the week. Um, we're actually in contact with them now uh, in Cork County Council. We're giving them an update on the conditions that are coming today and, and over the weekend. So, to be honest, it's really the local authorities who are best placed to take the, the steps. My parents provide the advice to the local authorities. So we would have been giving them additional information. And it's the local authorities who, I suppose, are the lead agency uh, for flood emergency management in but, the country. But, but not in, for, not in weather forecasts, though. In, you know, that, that, that might be something that the local authorities might need to look at if you're giving them different advice. But what people hear is the forecast, right? Is there nothing, is there nothing could be improved in that? I mean, I did read earlier in the week that maybe people are getting kind of alert fatigue now at this stage because all the storms get names. We have yellow and orange and red. And they're just starting to get tired of it, maybe. Yeah, look, I mean, that, that could be happening. For, I mean, from our perspective, when there is a storm named, it's, 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 it's usually an orange. Well, actually, there is always an orange level warning, and that's the second highest level warning we have. So when we issue a storm name, that means it's probably guidance for the public to write, I, I should, my ears should prick up, I should take, you know, I should look around, maybe plan my travel accordingly, etc. It's the second highest, uh, you know, weather alert there is. Reds are very irregular. Um, so, you know, orange is actually quite serious. I mean, there's a difference of one millimetre between an orange level and a red level rainfall warning. So 79 mils or 81 mils of rain, is still going to have the same impact. Okay, so it's more for the higher levels that the, the red kicks in. So it is a serious event when you have an orange out, and, and, and I hope that the public realise that. And, but but they may not understand what a red and a yellow, what the yellow and an orange actually mean with regards to the consequences of it. If there was plain English spoken in that regard, wouldn't people be more informed? 
so what we've done now is we've we actually when we issue our warnings, we actually issued what the what the weather not what the weather will be also sorry what the weather will be, but we also include what the weather will do. So when we were issuing the warnings all week, it was like dangerous driving conditions, localized flooding. We changed that to flooding. We also have things like wave overtopping along the coast due to high tide. So we do put kind of plain English language into our warnings as well to give the public because people don't have the time to read a lengthy tome. So we put these kind of high impact kind of statements in difficult driving conditions, flooding, uh, dangerous, uh, you know, wave overtopping along the coast. So that's, that's what we've done. We, we, we modified our warnings to indicate what the public should be doing, what the weather will do, not what the weather will be. But the size of County Cork, though, I think you'd admit, is pretty massive. Um, so you'd have all sorts of different weather in any given day, right? Is, have you learned anything from it? Yeah, as I was talking to your researcher, and I think what I mentioned earlier in the conversation was, the plan will be to move forward where we can identify. So, for example, if, if we in a year's time and we have the new system in place, we would probably have drawn, you know, for example, a, a polygon or a shape over the parts of Cork that we would have we would have forecast to have the highest rainfall amounts. And parts of North Cork would probably be in coloured yellow. So something has been learned going forward then? Well, no, this has been in train for the last six six to nine months. It's, it's in line with best international practice. Yeah. So that's, that's what we've been working towards. Okay, okay. Thanks for taking the call, Owen. Appreciate it, Owen Sherlock, Chief Forecaster at Met Aaron. There are changing, uh, there are changing ways of um, uh, not necessarily predicting the forecast, but certainly letting people know uh, the consequences of it. Uh, your thoughts are welcome. Text 0868104106. Anyway, lots and lots of audio, as I say, this morning. And I went to Owen Sherlock there because uh, I just wanted to give him an opportunity to... Um, you know, talk uh, up on behalf of Med Aaron, but had been chatting with with Seamus regarding uh, different voxes and audio from East Cork. And he was talking to residents yesterday that were preparing for the worst. And this this is residents preparing for what actually happened for some housing estates in Middleton this morning: more flooding. Um, more flooding. No, we're going to get ready for to just as fast as you like in for tonight, isn't yeah. Okay. And did you get flooded yourself? No, we didn't get flooded ourselves. Lucky enough. Okay. Uh, we were too high enough out of it. We were just at the top of the middle of the first train station there, so we weren't too bad. Okay. Thank God. It's devastation that for most people with houses and stuff. And have business. you seen anything like this in Middleton before? There was, back going back in 2014. Was it 14 or 15? Yeah, there was a big flood, but it wasn't as bad. And this just was a flash flood, wasn't it? It was like a flash flood. It just happened really fast. Like yeah, it yeah. came so fast. Like. We had a narrow escape yesterday. Yeah, because the houses near us were flooded. Okay. Well, so the flood just nearly came to our house, but missed it. And with the yellow rain warning tonight, you're not taking any chances? Yeah, we're not sure, so that's why we're taking the sun back. Okay. Did she get flooded? <laughs> that close, Tony, that I made it home in time, I stopped it. Okay. Yeah, my neighbours helped as well. We're Willow Bank, we're up the middle road. Okay. Do you know what's sickening is they're building it, they're, they want to build a big park behind our estate and spend millions on it, and they couldn't just fix the drainage. <laughs> the government wasting money a big park we fought them on that about putting access to our estate but millions on a park that we told them is a floodplain and approved it yesterday was full of water and why would they want to waste money on that and they won't fix this for Middleton like five years ago our, it came close to the fence and then we were up giving out about it and they were going to do a flood scheme and they brought us down to the park hotel and we looked at plans and everything nothing was done it was all talk but that's 2025 now is what they're you saying know, but that's not good sure I had to rush home from work yesterday to walk half a mile in water 
to get to my house to save it. We're not going to get full insurance anymore. And you're How battling again now to, to make sure now. I'd come home early from work now just to make sure the house is safe. Can't get the kids to school. The kids, we take them out to the countryside. Like, oh, the roads are dangerous. You can't. But come down, tell them come down when the flooding is here and see what it's like for the normal person. Well, Leo Varadkar is here now at the moment. But that's no good. He's here to take photographs and get his name out there in PR stunts. He's not here. There's people pushing pencils up in Dublin places that don't live here. They have to live here. My parents' bridge is burst. A bridge that's been there for years. It's totally burst. I'll show you something if you want to see something in Moore's Bridge. The bridge, the water lifted the bridge, a concrete bridge last night. Uh, My brother's out of the fire brigade since yesterday. His young family, like uh, Tier Clune's walls burst and he couldn't go home to try and help his family because he was trying to help other people. So it's all the angry people around Middleton. It's sold, but it's sold destroying down in Clannacilty as well before for people. You know, lots of places. Mm. The government are spending their money in the wrong things. Greenways, parks, that's no good. Get the right stuff done first. They're building houses in Middleton with no drainage systems, no infrastructure. I'm born and bred here. Like, I'm proud of my town, but I certainly wouldn't be voting for any government like this again, ever again. And we'll have a lot more audio coming in from East Cork uh, throughout the course of the morning, but your texts are always welcome. Text 0868 We're back after 10. Now, the Neil Prenderville Show, Red FM. Lots of texts this morning, actually. I see a kind of a, a subsection of texts coming in regarding Free Food Friday. Why don't you don- donate Free Food Friday to the people working in Middleton cleaning up? Just a thought. Think about it. Others are saying, I think your Free Food Friday today should go to Middleton. Another person's suggestion, roosters, uh, go to the fire brigade and the civil defence in Middleton, please, for the day that's in it, says Emer and Douglas. Another one, our hearts go out to all the homes and businesses affected by the flooding, says GRP Roofing Supplies in the Tromore Road. Uh, I'm asking you for the Free Food Friday to go to Middleton today. Maybe set up a food table at the library. I don't work there and thankfully my house isn't affected but it's my town and they're devastated. Brendan says, I'd love if you gave the free food Friday to the people of Middleton today and, other, and there's just loads of these um, uh, RPC haulage and Granada hardworking, always hungry but they said, think about Middleton today Neil I feel it would be a great gesture to send the food down to the people cleaning up Well, I can tell you, I'm listening to you I listen to all of those texts and I agree with you and I'm going to make a change this morning, a small change of plan for free Free Food Friday today. We're going to try and organise something to help out the people affected by the flooding in Middleton. So please don't text in with your usual texts today. You'll understand why. It's a good idea to send the food to Middleton. I'll speak to Mark from Roosters Piri Piri later this morning. We'll see what we can do. I have a feeling that we'll be helping an awful lot more than 10 or 15 people on this one. So that's the plan, all right? So I'll leave it at that for now. Now, this morning, we're hearing in the news that homes and businesses in Middleton are on high alert again this morning following torrential rain last night. Uh, A lot of us got the torrential rain. So you can only imagine what it was like with regards to Middleton because of the devastation they've already been through. Cork County Council are asking the public to avoid Middleton Town Centre. Happy to say I can bring on Niall Healy, the Director of Services for Cork County Council this morning. Uh, And he joins me by phone now. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Good morning to your listeners. What is the state of play this morning that you're asking people to avoid Middleton? Yes, Neil. Uh, Unfortunately, Middleton is still very much at risk this morning. Now, the risk is higher in certain locations within the town. Um, particularly the north side of the town, there's an estate called the Woodlands. 
and we're just worried about that estate this morning. Um, we've had the peak uh, tides now in the last uh, half an hour thereabouts, and while the river hasn't burst its banks at that point, there's still a risk because of the heavy rain overnight. Um, As the tide rises, is it, Niall? Yes, the tide, um, peak tide, time for the tide was this morning at half nine. Um, and again, it'll be tomorrow morning at, at the same time. But what we have is the culmination of that high tide plus the elevated river levels because of the rainfall overnight. Um, so we can't be certain that the Woodlands estate will escape yet. Um, but certainly we would have been worried, particularly for the half nine mark this morning. Um, but it didn't burst its banks, thankfully, at that time. Okay, so it, 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 it potentially it, could. So the, you're talking about the Onakura River levels steadily rising, yeah. and you don't know whether they will rise some more. There, there has been reports of flooding already, though, hasn't there? There has, Neil. Yes, the um, Mill Road is closed at the moment to traffic. That has flooded uh, Riverside Way, which is in the same general location in the northern part of the town. That road is also uh, flooded. Uh, there's no properties, thankfully, no um, residents that are uh, in direct danger there. Um, but there is traffic um, issues, obviously, as a result of the closure of, of those two roads. And on that basis, the County Council has urged and advised residents and visitors to avoid Middleton Town Centre for what? The rest of the day or what? For the rest of the day, anyway, Neil, yes. Um, I suppose there's two things. Number one, there is some minor surcharging of manhole covers along the main street. This is where there's water coming up through manhole covers, not at an extreme rate, but at the same time it does indicate that um, the problem isn't isn't gone away. Okay, and uh, are we talking exclusively Middleton now, or are you hearing of any reports from other areas of the county? We're hearing reports of flooding in other areas, no, not directly impacting on households, um, or property, but more so in relation to roads. So Charleville, Cantork, Cove, we're aware that there was significant flooding this morning as a result of last night's rain. Um, but obviously our priority is to protect people and households first, and, and Middleton is our focus in that regard. Middleton is the focus for now, OK, and that's why you've given that um, alert, if you like, to avoid Middleton Town Centre for now anyway if things change undoubtedly uh, you'll be back to me thanks Niall I appreciate the update much obliged to you Niall Healy Thank Director you. of Thank Services you. at Cork County Council well uh, again this morning as listening to the, the breakfast show with uh, Casey and Vic uh, and they were very very busy um, if you were to compare it Vic to say yesterday morning um, how, would you, how would it how would it play out I think it was busier this morning I don't know if Casey agrees but I, I was in the back room um, I just think we had a lot more information from a lot lot more you know kind of areas in Cork that we didn't have before so um, I think people are just kind of trying to just give us as much information as possible and today I just thought we had a, a massive influx of information from people from all different parts of Cork um, obviously yeah, you're talking about flooding or yeah mostly or flooding and also um, debris on the roads near which of course is making it really bad do you know what I mean so just for people to be watching out um, yeah but mostly flooding and not too much of the kind of yesterday 
we had a lot about signs being left out when roads had reopened. Mm. There wasn't too much of that now. Mm. But as I said, mostly debris, debris. on the roads. I see yeah. a lot of texts from people this, to the programme this morning talking about debris. Yeah. So that would be a hazard Rubble, to motor. Um, you know, kind of stuff coming down off the banks, off the side of roads, and, and uh, a lot about people having to drive again in the middle of the road because there's so much water both sides of the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to be east along. I see you getting reports in from up around Donamore and Blarney, out the yeah. road, up around the airport hill, surface water, even on high ground, Model Farm Road. Yeah, and I think on. I don't know if they're fixed now, but on Airport Hill, um, the lights were out this morning, and that was just causing absolute chaos because you're dealing with everything else, and then there's only one one set of lights working for however many junctions there are there. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. I know there was lads out working this morning to try and get that um, fixed, but yeah, Buttevant, List Carroll is badly badly flooded. Um, Crosshaven to Carrigaline. Some of the schools have had to close today. I know Middleton Educate Together National School that closed today, and that. That was following advice from the fire brigade so we had that out early just to make sure people could hear that any other schools there was uh, no, that there was, was the no... only one we heard of today but as i said there probably was others but that that, that was you the could only understand one we heard middleton of. though because of course you it's, can you know it's been devastated so of you course can you can what was there i'm noticing a lot of the text talking about actual damage to roads would this would be the road surface because yeah. of the intense water and the flooding it's literally more potholes or craters or what have you i would imagine that that just happens naturally i mean when you think about it how how many days of solid rain have we had now? Three days? Two days? Well, it hasn't stopped. It hasn't, no. It really has not stopped. And each morning that I'm coming out of my work, at my house to come to work, I'm astonished at how heavy the rain is still. So, okay. yeah, we didn't hear much about potholes, but mostly just just telling people to be careful of, of everything that's been washed onto the road, you know? But by and large, you're not hearing of any um, any injury to, to life or anything? No, or no, or stuff like that. no accidents. We didn't, apart from that, apart from Airport Hill, and the reason the traffic lights were out this morning was because there was a crash in the early hours of this morning around half three, and the, the accident took the traffic lights out. Other than that, though, people Other than got that, from A to B. No, okay. it seems to be okay. And actually, I think a lot of people now today, Neil, are probably staying at home. Without a doubt. Yeah. And the recommendation is for now to stay away from Middleton anyway, although we will be live in Middleton this morning with uh, with Jamie O'Hara. Thanks, Vic. No Job worries. Well done. Appreciate it. In fact, there was a text came in this morning uh, that Victoria gave me from Caroline. She says, I know you've been inundated with calls about the devastating floods. I live in Tierclune in Middleton and our estate has been absolutely destroyed. We haven't been able to listen to your show yesterday because we just cried with every caller you had on air. We were in our house eight years and our entire downstairs was destroyed in 15 minutes. We worked all our lives to buy our own home and worked the last eight years room by room to make it somewhere we were proud to own. We were so proud of it. Everything we did, we did it ourselves. From kitchen cupboards to painting walls to flattening the garden, landscaping it. Just the two of us with our own four hands. And everything now is ruined. But the reason I message is we spent the whole day there cleaning yesterday and I didn't see one official around our house. No council workers, no councillors, no TDs. We have no skips. We're at the threat of flood again now and no sandbags have been brought to us, not even drinking water. There are locals offering us food and water. The community spirit has been amazing. But why is every paid politician not over-meeting the people, helping us lift, drag and clean our homes? I understand Leo Varadkar needed to visit the businesses destroyed, but there will be people without safe places to sleep. And no one has come near us to even speak to us. We spent €70 yesterday just buying mops, gloves, cloths and bin bags. Five 
grand to 20 grand will go absolutely nowhere. That's before I even talk about the sentimental memories that ended up in bin bags. We're so devastated and no one will ever fully understand it. Uh, says Caroline by text. I think we can go some way to understand it because you put it so, in, in one way, you put it so well and you're so graphic and detailed. And But the, the consequences of all of your hard work and, uh, you know, the love you put into the house just wiped away. Uh, what can you do? I understand that, um, you know, it, you put everything and anything into that home. And I hope that uh, sometime down the road, you'll be, uh, having said that, you, you, you will recover from this, and I don't mean to sound facetious about this, but will it be until the next time? Until the next time, because eight years later, nothing's been done to prevent it happening again. Uh, and they can come up with all of the reasons in the world, uh, but maybe this time, because of the scale of the disaster, we will react, like other countries do, to big, devastating, wipeout disasters like happened in places like East Cork over the past few days. There have been a lot, though, of people who have come to help others. So kudos to all of those. Let me do some of those. A huge thank you uh, to the local man who paid for a skip for the residents of Copper Valley. His generosity is much appreciated. I know who that gentleman is. I don't know whether or not he would like me to name him, uh, but I know of the individual just, and it is a ginormous skip, the biggest one you could get, and he paid for it and it was delivered to Copper Valley. To Middleton IT, if any phones or tech that had water damage, he said he'd look at it and he'd do his best to help out. He put chargers, um, apparently he had chargers, and he was selling them at cost price. But he was out helping people through the water as well as making sure that people got safe. Middleton IT. Messy buns in Middleton were given out free coffee and buns to those helping out. The Middleton Park Hotel have ten had camp beds uh, for the last couple of nights. They had beds, they had towels, they had heating, they had hot water for everybody. Kudos to the Middleton Park Hotel. Two Kiri's um, motor dealers, they were giving free cars to those whose cars were damaged. A great move, Neil. Anyone can get their car insurance sorted, would then get a car from them. They did it last time as well, remember, with the Douglas Shopping Centre. Yes, indeed. So Kiri's literally saying, here's a car. If you need one, take it. KK Valeting in Middleton, offering free services for those whose cars were damaged by the flood, as in the interior of it. Uh, they would valet and clean them. Middleton Aggregates, legends. They've been shipping free sand to the estate entrances with bags as well to fill the sand. Uh, Super Value, Glanmire, Aldi and the Brook Lodge Subway at Applegreen fed people who were displaced and the scouts behind Aldi went above and beyond. Probably others not mentioned too. If anybody knows, then they should be sharing with you. Captain's Catch, gave free food to volunteers in Middleton over the last few days. Cornerstone Pizza were doing orders all day for people under pressure and kept going until all of their dough ran out. CF Lennox, the chippers, sold all their food at a reduced price. Cove Ramblers had a bucket collection at the Middleton Hub at their home game against Kerry FC. Middleton GAA had volunteers out helping with the clear-up of Middleton Town. Middleton Fitness were offering people to use the facilities to shower or even just charge your phone or use the bathrooms. Muskery Dry Cleaners provided free washing, drying and folding of people's clothes that were caught up in the floods. And the students of Middleton College Secondary School have been out helping on the streets of Middleton for the past few days. If you have other example of examples of that kind of kindness, would you please share? Text 0868 104 106. But a story that we um, 
we're working on yesterday, uh, and I know that it's been up on social media, is issues to do with the Radisson Blue Hotel in Little Island. We contacted them yesterday and said to them, we've received a number of complaints from locals concerning the prices for the hotel the night of the really bad flooding. We've been sent screenshots and we attached the screenshots to them, which show the room rate for the night at the lowest price of 899 on your official Radisson Blue website. Uh, prices from price comparison websites have also been included for you to look at. It has left people in the area angered that the hotel possibly has been profiting from the situation by raising their prices. We asked if the Radisson Blue had any comment on the €899 price for a room on the night of the bad flooding. Why would the hotel not have the option to adjust the prices given the situation? Um, And we asked them for somebody to talk on the show. We attached with that examples of the Radisson Blue prices for October 18th, €899.10. Or if you wanted breakfast included on that night for a room in the Radisson Blue Hotel, it would be €921.60. The night before the flooding, the room rate at the Radisson Blue was €140 and the night after it was €170. All of the different screen scrapers then had their own prices for um, the same establishment, the Radisson Blue. Travel Euro had 2,000. VO.com, 999. Good Club Hotel, 1,000. Uh, and lots more like that. Um, but the price on the Radisson Blue website was 899 euro or 921 euro if you wanted breakfast. So we asked them um, for a spokesperson. They originally had said that they were going to try and get a response to us from the general manager of the Radisson Blue Hotel and Spa, That didn't happen, and instead we got an email from a PR company on their behalf. And it said, On Tuesday the 17th of October, an employee error resulted in the hotel's website offering incorrect rates and availability for the following day. You're talking about October 18th. This error was made the day before local flooding. The management team investigated the issue and it was resolved by mid-afternoon on the 18th of October. We apologise for any inconvenience caused. And that is the end of the statement. I had wanted to talk to the manager to try and explain it because many people were very angry and annoyed that somebody might be profiteering over the the flooding and the fact that people were out of their homes. Now, that's what they're saying. Um, Some employee went online and changed the prices for the hotel's website to €899.10. How does that happen? Who comes up with the number? What employee sat down and said, I'm putting €899.10 in here for the room rate tonight of the flooding. And they're saying it was the day before. Okay, I I don't know. I don't know about that, except that they're saying it was the day before. But who comes up with the number? What employee sits down and does that? What employee sits down in front of a laptop and opens up the website and says, I'm going to change the price with breakfast to €921.60. Who comes up with the number? Had it anything to do, I'm wondering, and these are the questions I would be putting to the Radisson Blue if I were talking to them, would it have anything to do with the algorithm that is used where maybe an awful lot of people started Googling um, you know, the likes of the Radisson Blue because they were desperate to get a room because they couldn't go home or their houses were flooded and the more people that flood a website, it automatically 
by virtue of the algorithm, rises the prices. The same thing happens with flights on an airplane or apartments in a sunny destination overseas. The more people that are looking at something, the more the price goes up. That would kind of be acceptable that so many logged in to check it that it raised the price. No? Do you accept that? I would think. But to say that... To say... Um, that it actually was, and to use their words, an employee error resulted in the website offering incorrect rates. I, I don't know. I mean, that, that's kind of hard that somebody would actually sit down and punch in those numbers. But that was the response. Uh, for now, there's more. I, no more I can do. Text 0868104106. Let me, I need to take an ad break, but I do appreciate that many people are busy and standing by for my call, including Billy Buckley, who is the East Cork Municipality foreman. Uh, former mayor of Middleton as well. Billy, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Heartbroken for the town you love so well, I'd say, huh? Yeah, heartbroken for the town, Neil. Um, I'm 65 years born and raised in this town and all my family, and um, I never thought I would actually see this day. Never. It is devastating. My heart actually goes out to, 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 to the businesses and to, and, and, and to the homeowners who have lost so much in the space of minutes. Poor Caroline. Eight years herself and her yep. partner built, room by room to make it into the proud home that they had 48 hours ago and now it's absolutely wiped out. It, it, it is heartbreaking, Neil. Heartbreaking. And that's just and one that, of many people's stories, you know? One of, Neil, I, I, I think there are hundreds of people around the town here in, this, in a similar situation. Um, my position is, for, is, is forming with the, with the, the Middleton Council or former Middleton Council, County Council now and um, we are actually stretched to the limits, Neil, and have been since this began, this all happened in minutes. We have had crews in all night long, all day long yesterday, and we're back on the road uh, again. Um, we are just absolutely stretched the same as the fire services again, be everyone. Um, the small mix situation, yes, the river has broken spanks on two locations, from what I understand. Um, I don't think it's bad as the other day, but on a precautionary measure, um, the county and ourselves decided we would close the side way it's it's a we was just running for us they don't up and um close them in road. No, yeah, county councillor. County councillor saying stay stay oh okay. It's it's minute by minute. So you can't actually call it as to whether this is gonna get worse. No Neil, not at the moment and I don't think the fire personnel can call it out on fairness, you know. Yeah. So for now, avoid Middleton Town Centre following I, I would the heavy say avoid rainfall. Middleton Town Centre and you know what I would appeal for Neil it's a bit of common sense as well. There are people coming into Middleton and uh, even the Gabby have said this. Just video, videoing. I heard, Bunty, I heard yeah. Bunty saying that yesterday. I think he was talking to Pascal Sheehy. He said that he calls them flood tourists. Yeah, that's one. That's Yeah, that's a fair description. And uh, they're they actually not going to shops because they're on, they're on shops opening on Tony. You know, very, very few. And uh, they're know? getting in the way of people trying to get skips in there or lorries or trucks Correct. in there to carry. Yeah, I know, I know. Correct, Neil. You know, but I, I would make that appeal to, for those people, unless alone they actually have, you know, some serious business in town to avoid the town and leave, leave the emergency service and leave the council, get on with, with the job we're trying to do, which isn't easy at the moment. Neil. How high do you um, think it? How do you how do you think it got? Um. I've never in my life seen it so high, but I do know in the baby's walk area down in town that wall would be about oh, six, seven, maybe eight feet, eight feet high, and the water was up to it. And some businesses were in five and five and a half feet of water. I'm told they had they could see the water line. Isn't it a wonder yeah. nobody was drowned? It, it, it's a miracle, Neil. 
that no one was was injured, seriously injured, or, or drowned, or that we did not have a fatality. It is a pure miracle, and I would say thank God for that. You know. You described it as something out of a horror movie. I, I would describe it as something out of a horror movie, Neil. That's the only way I could describe it, out of a bad science fiction movie, because, you know, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking to drive up that town or drive into a States and see, like that lady mentioned there, Caroline, um, furniture, old tractors, trailers taken it away. It, 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 it's terrible. And you yet, know, four floods, shocking. four serious floods within 15 years, and yet eight years since the very bad last one, no That's flood right. defences yet. No, I understand, Neil, and this is this is uh, would be above my position. I'm only the, the guy in the ground wearing a yellow jacket and he's back. Um, but I understand there's meetings going on about this the, the, this flood relief scheme. But I don't, I, I couldn't comment on, on obviously from my position what what the update is with that. We hope that no. everybody makes it back and their homes are fixed and the businesses reopen. We really do. It, it, it's going to take a long time, Neil, for a lot of businesses, and I'd say some businesses want to take back from this. Like it's this was sad. devastating. I will never forget the force of water. In within minutes, why well, I, I and a lot more were, were wading up to our waists in in the water trying to help people out and stuff like this. And it, in the end, it just got out of control. No one could actually do anything. Yeah, I mean, to call it a flash flood would be an understatement. It it, it really oh, turned need, in twenty minutes, half an hour. Yeah, totally understatement. No, we did distribute there yesterday over a thousand sandbags and more, right? And uh, they're played to the volunteers that are coming in and trying to help out as well. There are sandbags available at the moment. Um, in the county council, they are the Knockriff in the Middleton. For businesses and for homeowners? For, 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 for any, for, yes, for both, Neil. For both. And they're more, they're, they're more than welcome to them. Okay. You know? okay. And we have lads filling them up. There are some people who are coming up themselves in cars and, and filling the bags. We, we, we have sent, we have, we, we, we've just got more empty sand bags and, and they are available. Okay. You know? So if, if anybody, and there is, Neil, there's a huge fear factor in town at the moment. And there's an anxiety with that, which is only natural in, in a situation like well, this. Well, the fear factor but is that this isn't over yet, is it? Or fear factor of the well, future? Look, we, we, we've never dealt with something on the scale. We've dealt with floods and bad floods, but we've never dealt with something on the scale Wipe that up. happened here in Middleton. Yeah, I'm to last, you know. I'll let you get back to it. Thanks so much, Billy. Fair okay. play to you. Neil, thank you for your call. Thank I know, you. and thanks for the work that you do, you and everybody else, and the volunteers, and more shout-outs, please, guys, if you have them, for people who have gone the extra mile, because many certainly have. Back after the break, text 868 I'll go live to Middleton next, Jamie O'Hara. Get it off your chest. Call Neil Prenderville now on 0818-104-106. Red FM. You know, Super Restaurant Sage down there, Redding and uh, Kevin's Restaurant Sage, uh, damaged by... Uh, the flooding. I don't know how bad it was. Uh, somebody says destroyed. Uh, they sent all of their pre-packed meals around to the devastated estates and businesses in the area. They literally fed people. So these are the kind of stories that I want to hear about. These really uplifting, kind stories from people in the community pulling together. Uh, me- meanwhile, um, Bunty yesterday was describing um, uh, the the people who were literally ro- ro- bunny. I should say my apologies, bunny, bunny, bunny. Sorry, I heard it, I heard a bit of the report with um, with uh, Pascal. He described them as flood tourists. Neil, that is a great description of flood tourists. Uh, Mark says when my partner was going through the wreckage of her car yesterday in Middleton, she said there were cars driving into the car park for the sole purpose of having a drive around to look at the damaged cars and they were just watching people who were trying to salvage their cars, literally sitting, watching other people going through the pain and the anguish of the damage. Morons is all I can call them, just absolute morons. Uh, Jamie O'Hara is live from uh, Middleton this morning and has been there for the past couple of days, never seen the like of it, he joins me by phone. Jamie, good morning. 
Good morning, Neil. Is it the case that they perhaps are worried that they're not out of the woods yet? There is a sense of anticipation in the town. You can feel it. There's, there's water tankers here. I'm standing beside the river close to the uh, the Jameson distillery and it's it's flowing really, really fast. Um, I think they're really hoping that they don't have a repeat because a lot of businesses, they're still, they're, still, um, they're still trying to deal with what happened two days ago. And uh, I've never seen so many skips in my life, water tankers, sandbags, um, industrial-sized water pumps. People are really, really hoping not to get hit a second time. And we have estates as well, uh, Willow Bank and uh, Wood Lane. The fire service are particularly concerned about them. I was speaking to members of the fire service today. They've been doing sterling work, a Trojan effort. Um, they're, they must be absolutely exhausted. But it's, uh, it is great to see there's a huge sense of community here in Middleton. People are really, really rallying around the town. And, uh, you know, there's been, been just a lot, of, a lot of damage caused. Yeah. yeah. So it's water pumps and dehumidifiers that people need, isn't it? Yes, and you can actually, as I was walking down the main street, um, as I was passing particular businesses, not all of them, but some of them, you could actually smell like the the, the, the water, you know, the river water leaves a smell kind of a, like soil and uh, you could smell, you could smell that. So even after the water is gone, there's going to be huge cleanup efforts yesterday. Um, yesterday morning, I was here from half seven, was talking to Gordon Reeves, who's... Um, whose wife Kay has a clothing shop, Callie, and he, he, he brought us in and floorboards were just torn up. Um, the stock the, the, the in a skip, I suppose. Stock in a skip. I mean, I've seen so much stock on the street today. Skips, um, like massive industrial-sized skips that are full to the brim with stock. And, you know, people had ordered in their, their Christmas stock and, you know, maybe some people were lucky enough not to have it in store. But as we heard yesterday, a lot of a lot of very very annoyed people, a lot of very angry people in Middleton um, over over this flooding, and uh, they're really calling on the government now to to step up their humanitarian uh, relief scheme. It's twenty thousand euro. They want obviously an awful lot more than that, and they will obviously need an awful lot more than that. Yeah, I mean, the, some are suggesting that some of the businesses would be. 200,000 um, uh, McCarthy Insurance is saying that they know of a few businesses down there where they'd need at least half a million. That would eat into 10 million very quickly, right? Oh, absolutely. Even in Middleton alone, whatever about the rest of the rest of Cork, which, you know, Glanmire and Mogili and there's this places I, I can't even mention today because I've been, I've been in Middleton for the past two days. I, I wouldn't be doing them justice. And that 10 million euro is going to be used up very quickly. Even the local super value here, Harley super value, I was in there yesterday morning, just decimated. You know, the staff were even, they were too upset to talk to me, really. Um, I, couldn't, I couldn't blame them. That's not just stock, that's electrical equipment, that's fridges, that's coffee machines, that's cash registers, it's the floor, it's cabling. That's, that's huge in itself. So, yeah, an awful lot of every single, every single business and, and not forgetting the homes as well, the estates. Um, it's, it's going to take more than 10 million euro. Yeah, and the looks on people's faces as they, you know, try and come to terms with the damage and the devastation, you know. I mean, I know you talk about anger, but they're heartbroken as well. Absolutely must be heartbroken. It's, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough day here yesterday, not just in terms of, you know, we, we, work the, we work the hours when we need to, but emotionally it was actually very draining. Um, when, you, when you speak to people who are just after seeing their, their business that they've worked really hard, um, to, to, to get going when you see that you know they, they, they've lost everything their insurance company has told them that they won't necessarily be covered for flood damage and it's 
it's yeah people are people are very very upset okay uh, not out of the woods yet do stay in touch if uh, the uh, water levels continue to rise and fingers crossed that they don't thank you so much Jamie O'Hara live from Middleton uh, I want to get a couple of calls on this uh, side of 11 if you don't mind but I was sent a photograph of water water rock house on the N25 uh, on the road in to Middleton and uh, not for the first time uh, seriously flooded I mean you're talking about brown brown deep deep water. The man behind that business is Tom Clear. Tom, good morning. Nice, good morning to you. Um, I'm so sorry for what happened because this is not the first time you were wiped out, sure it isn't? No, no, fair play to you. No, actually, we, we, um, we came to live in Middleton in um, 88 and uh, this is our seventh time now. This, this morning is our seventh time meal. We're after flooding now the second time in 36 hours. Uh, we flooded Wednesday uh, it was five foot of water, and now it's, I'm looking out at water now. It's the very same as what you're looking at, as about two foot of water. So it's, yeah. it, but, it, but it had dropped way back, oh, but it's had, risen yeah, we again. Had, we had, it had dropped. We got up yesterday morning, and we had 15 stroke, maybe 12, 15 people here on site all day. I was just dumbfounded at the amount of work they got done. Now, my son has a business out the back, Dennis. My daughter is running a business from downstairs. And uh, wiped out. But I'm looking at the photograph. Um, yeah. I'm assuming this is from. It is from this morning. You've got barriers up, but they but they haven't made a blind bit of difference Not because at all. No, beyond no. the barrier, inside on the premises area, there's like a couple of at least a couple of maybe a couple, at least a couple of feet, maybe three feet of water. At the moment, it's about two. Yeah, two stroke three. Yeah, two. I would imagine a good two. Yeah, uh, and I would just listen there to Billy and a few of your previous callers. You know. I mean, flood bag, uh, sandbags now at this stage are just, uh, uh, you know, a sandbag will only keep a flood out if it comes up to a skirting level or something like that, you know. But like, this is serious. Like, and I haven't, I haven't been down to Middleton. And I mean, I'm, I'm, li- I'm listening to all my colleagues there and they're just, Seamus Cunningham, two more of them down there, Pat Donovan, I believe, is underwater. I tell you, it's, 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 it's horrendous. You're trapped there. Oh, I can't. Anybody, we, we're, we're here and we can't get out. You're not on the ground floor either, I'd say, are you? No. No, well, you see, we're very fortunate now. Our dwelling, our dwelling is upstairs. Gotcha. Yeah, but the downstairs is just trash to it's it the again. downstairs, yes. And I, and I hate yes. bringing up awful reminders to you, but uh, you were 30 years in business running a restaurant, but that was That's all right. lost in th- 2015. 2000 stroke 16, all lost. Because yes. of floods? Absolutely. Yeah, we've had seven since we we've had seven since we came to Middleton. Um, yeah, and you see, the 2015 flood. They were told us they were going to put us on the on the flood relief scheme, and you know what? Now that gave us a lot of confidence in that would be solved. You know, mm. it gave us it gave us peace of mind. A couple of years ago, they decided to have a, an edu- uh, information meeting in the Middleton Park. And for the, then, at that meeting one evening, that Dennis and I, my son, was told that we're not on it anymore. And the reason they gave us, now I can't be 100% sure who told me this, was it the council or was it the OPW? But the reason they gave us is because there's only two of us out here. Okay. Not enough, not enough to not matter. Enough. Yeah, now you said it. Yeah, now you know. But still, it, yeah. eight years later, not a blind bit of work, not a shovel has hit the ground no, to do whatever Neil, they were this, promising. Is, this this one now has been the highest. This has been the highest. Yeah. 
Um, oh my God. Yeah, and our entrance is after caving in now. So I don't know what it's going to be like when this floods passes away because you drive into our establishment, to our house, over a, over a river. Our, our premises is surrounded by a river. Yeah, it's now surrounded and by the, water. Uh, yeah, we're, so we're surrounded by water. But now the entrance is after collapsing. So I don't know. We're just, I mean, I, I, I and you know, some of your previous speakers said it as well. 10 million. Niall, it's, it's only a fraction of what's needed to sort out Middleton. Mm, mm. Well, and just me, yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, I think they may up that though. Um, I think that's not written. I hope it's not. I get the impression that it's not written in stone that it's capped at 10 million because yeah. clearly, clearly that will go nowhere near enough. No, no not at all, no. Yeah. And you see, the other, the other thing is, even if they did up, up it by considerable amounts, the length of time it's going to take to get anything done, and we know from past history what happened in Fermoy, what happened in Bandon, what happened in other places around Cork. Devastating. It took them forever. Yeah, I know, I know. And this is only, this is only, we're only in October. Yeah, no, the wheel turns way too slow in this country for things Absolutely that really matter. Absolutely does, yeah. Okay, Absolutely, listen, Tom, look yeah. after yourself. Sorry to hear thanks, it yet again. Thanks for the phone call. Not at all, not thanks, at all. Mate. Take Bye-bye. care. That's Tom Clear from Waterrock House. Uh, that's the seventh time they've been flooded since they opened the business originally in 1988, but the restaurant aspect of it got wiped out in the floods of 2015. Back after the break. Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818 104 106. Cork's Red FM. Okay, I want to talk to Anna and I want to talk to Agatha at the same time. Both of them are down in Mogili, both in the same estate, uh, Glown Fia. Uh, Mogili is uh, something that we featured with yesterday. I think Anna was on the air with me yesterday, if I remember correctly. Anna, good morning. Good morning. Okay, so Mogili is on the back road between the Two Mile Inn and Killa, and that's within the epicenter of all of the damage over the past few days. Are you flooded again this morning, is it? Uh, we are, yes. The water is pouring out again from the field, but apparently someone is coming to help now to pump, up the, uh, pump out the water. Did you There's recover, Did you recover yesterday? What happened yesterday? Yesterday we cleared out the house, like the whole house is just torn apart. Uh, yeah. And we help neighbours, so we're trying to, yeah, but the water is after um, uh, building up again. But at least there is some help coming to okay, pump out the water. Okay. But is the water is the water flooded back into the downstairs of your home? Not yet. No, okay. not yet. What about you, Agatha? Uh, hello. So the same story, we're actually two houses down from each other with Anna, right? Uh, the whole of downstairs, whatever we worked for, right? It's all... Devastated, just like you know, Caroline actually put it greatly in, in the words what I'm actually feeling, and totally understand what she's feeling now. Because you spent Total years putting your beautiful home around you, that's what she's saying, well, and they built it with it their was own. Actually, two- four years, so half the time that she did, right? Yeah. But you know what? That's all you wanted, right? All you worked for, everything gone. So yesterday, when the water went down, uh, the hobby and the you know, friends, Jesus Christ, honest to God. Sorry, I'm actually very, might my, my be incomprehensible at this moment, right? Because I'm just uh, furious at the council, let's say, and anyone who had the pump, right? Because I called every single one today, begging them to send someone because we're being flooded again. I'm not in Mogili at this moment because I'm minding kids over in Middleton, right? With my sister-in-law. But the thing is, Everyone, yet, every no? single number I've called has been sending me over to someone else, right? And I was being put through four times. 
Yeah, so no, nobody has come to help. To the fire station, not not one crew from when it started. Okay. I was essentially I was put through the fire station, right, and I was asked, "Is there you know life in danger?" I was like, "What am I supposed to tell you that there is? No, there's not. Thank God, everyone's safe, right? Yeah, yeah. I have no idea how it happened. Everyone was okay. I'm not going to say that, right? But like, no one. And then I'll tell you one thing: Wednesday evening. I was heading over to my sister-in-law's in Lawrence Park Estate over in Middleton, right? And there was a pump standing there. I was like, is there any chance you could go over? She was like, yeah, we're free, but we have to be put over, you know, by the council, right? So straight up, emergency council line, right? Called them up. Yeah, we'll see what can do. Oh. Nothing happened. Yeah, okay, okay. S- same, with, same with you, Anna. Was anything salvageable, salvageable Anna, in the downstairs? In the downstairs? Like, yeah. everything is damaged. Everything's so, literally, you'll be dragging the whole of the downstairs out into a skip? The whole lot, including walls, including tiles, flooring, literally everything. Everything. There's nothing the left. <laughs> and has, um, anybody come, has anybody offered you temporary or alternative accommodation? Yes, at the moment, yes. Yes. Right. Where? Uh, we're staying at my husband's boss house, which we're so grateful at the moment because my daughter is sick on top of it. Yeah, but you sorted so that yourself. I'm saying, did anybody yeah. in an official, no official. capacity... Oh, no. Well, I only got messages from my friends. Yes, I did. I did. They offered so much Your help. Your friends did, but you've got no help yes. from anybody, say, county council or any of the oh, different services. no, absolutely services. not. Not, not even call. a phone call. I'm still waiting for a phone call from yesterday morning from them because, as I said, it's a council house and... We just asked for help, so all I got is a text message that our call was logged uh, logged in yesterday and someone will contact us shortly. That was yesterday morning at half past nine. Okay, and Agatha, is everything in your downstairs destroyed and just fit for a skip? So, yeah, yeah, simple as. Short question, short answer, sorry, yes. Everything is out and uh, with regards to the accommodation, right, uh, that is our house and... Uh, we're just staying over at, his, at my husband's sister and that's, that's about it. Okay, I, no I accept that there's an awful lot of pressure on all of the different services, uh, but nobody came to you with, mo- with, with mops or in? buckets or pumps or dehumidifiers no. or skips or anything? All we need is a no, pump, to be honest no. with you. Do okay. something with the drainage in the actual state because okay. there is a kind of a hole, right? And uh, <sighs> what is it? Around 90% of the all the houses were flooded. All right. Okay. Um, and if it wasn't, honestly, God, if it wasn't for all the people coming around together, it's just, it's, it's an amazing estate, I have to say, because no one else showed up, right? It is, I have to agree, it's amazing estate, everyone is helping each other. At, I'm looking at water levels in the housing estate of Mogili up to the windowsill. Yeah, you see the yellow ones? Yeah. <laughs> Especially covering down of towers, right? Halfway yeah. up the, the chimney. The corner, yeah. Yeah. The fireplace, I should say. <sighs> oh my! This, and that's such a whose home? Whose home is that? It's, it's such a beautiful so, home. Julie, oh no, Julie sent totally me in her home. Just, Julie's a neighbour of yours. There, she sent me a video yeah, of her kitchen yeah. and her dining. It's the most beautiful home, except it's up to at least three, three and a half feet of water. Yeah. Brown, mucky, dirty water. It's covering the sofa. So far, well, you, no one's going to sit on the sofas anymore, like, right? They're on the dumpsters. Oh, 
Oh my God, it looks absolutely trashed. And when the water goes down, it'll be forever before you'll be able to get that back into one. I was trying to, like my hubby, Manish has no idea how he made it, right? But he managed Can you to leave it somewhere there, fix the heating. What are you getting? What are you getting there, Anna? Somebody delivering something? Sorry, someone. Yes, uh, my friend organised a skip. It's private person. He just he just came with the skip bin, so I'm just telling him to move because he can't. He can't park here because our area, it's so it's so much water is getting flooded again. But somebody, but some, no some member of the public has brought a skip. Members of the public, yeah. Friends of a friend, yes, yeah. Isn't that amazing, the generosity It's amazing, yes, yeah. Okay. It's amazing. All right, guys, listen, thanks for the update. I will stay in touch with you. Feel free to come back to me. Text 0868 We're back after 11. Now. Show. Red FM. As I say, a change to Rooster's Piri Piri uh, giveaway today. Free Food Friday will go to Middleton. I'm imagining that we will have substantially more than we will normally have to send down to Middleton. So we're trying to organise that now with Mark from Roosters and we'll chat with them before midday. A lot of you have been texting me this morning and I'm listening to what you're saying. Send the food to help the affected people by the flooding in Middleton this morning. That would be the right thing to do. And I agree. Uh, Another lovely text of people helping. One of my neighbour's kids were stuck in Middleton and a stranger who had kids in the same school took the kids home with her and let them stay the night. A load of teenagers joined in helping keep the water out of the greengrocers in Castle Marsha when the river burst its bank. These are different examples of good things that people did. Uh, farmers and anyone with a 4 by 4 were out and about in Middleton, Mogili, Dungourney, Killa all day bringing kids and anything that people needed. The lad who owns IT Middleton, I mentioned him earlier on, he's a market green. He was doing Trojan work yesterday helping people and even when he locked up his shop. He left a load of charges out for people who had no power. So wonderful, wonderful examples of the community spirit. Leo Varadkar was in town yesterday. He was there with the likes of Michael McGrath. The minister was on the air with me this morning. People were there from the OPW. Um, the Fianna Fáil TD James O'Connor was there. David Stanton was there. They visited Middleton to see the devastation firsthand. He spoke to the media during his walkabout. Seamus was there. Uh, but you'll also hear not just uh, Leo Varadkar, but some interaction between him and the business community in Middleton from yesterday afternoon. Well, asked the council to do is to really carry out an assessment of the damage to the public infrastructure, in particular the roads and bridges, and send it into us and then we'll have to make a special allocation to cover that. And we've done that in the past, you know, we did that with very severe floods before in West Cork and in Donegal. So there's an initial allocation of 10 million to help families and businesses that are affected and clubs and voluntary organisations too. There is a grant of, of 5,000 just to get people going and then a higher grant of up to 20,000 after that. But I think we'll have to increase that limit because the level of damage to some of the stock here, particularly people who have brought stock in for Christmas is, is, is very high but there do have to be checks and balances if we didn't have them if we didn't um, if we didn't have those kind of controls or balances I, I think we'd face other criticism too Taoiseach the Neil Prendival Show Red FM uh, you've visited some of the businesses here there's a lot of anger from people because they were here in 2015 when we had the major floods and there were promises for a um, flood relief scheme that's been pushed out now to 2025 the one in Red Cormac has been pushed out to 2030 they badly got hit yesterday so too 
include Glanmire. Um, what do you say to say to these businesses when the government are investing millions and millions on bicycle lanes when they should be protecting the businesses here? Well, look, the, the, the anger and frustration is entirely understandable um, and I can identify with it. Um, we've done about 50 flood release schemes. Uh, places like Douglas, places like Toker, places like Bandon, they work. Uh, there's another 90 that are in progress. Um, but as Minister Dunham will explain to you, he's the minister in charge of these schemes. Um, we can't cut corners on them. Uh, they're environmental issues. They're very often objections to the schemes uh, and then very often they end up in court as well. Uh, this one here in Middleton, preliminary works are done already. The environmental assessment is underway um, and we intend to put in the planning application for next year. But we can't control whether or not people object. Mm. We can't control the environmental issues and we can't control the fact that sometimes it ends up in court. So I don't want to give people timelines that I can't necessarily stand over. But what I can say is the scheme is being progressed talking and as quickly lot, as possible. Talking to a lot of businesses here today, the view that they see is that it's uh, an investment in leisure over an investment Absolutely. of necessity. Yeah. Necessity to protect the, the whole town. Yeah, but that's 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 not, not based on, on, on accurate assessment. So it's not a case of do we put money into a greenway, which is going to be great for the town, by the way, or do we put money into a flood release scheme? That's not the question. That's not the decision we make as politicians around government. The money is there to do both. In all due respect, I was flooded eight years ago in 2015 and I have attended and gone and seen the, be- the lovely works that the great plans that are in place for the flood relief, which is starting in 2025. But we have been saying for the last three years... Not, not, not starting in 2025 now. Hopefully it's going to be long before that. But you know, I have been saying for the last year, we've been watching the television programmes and all the rain and everything that's been falling and I've gone here two weeks ago, I was up in the UDC office and I was saying it's, it's happening so often right now, we're going to get into trouble. And nothing feels, none of us feel like anything is being done. So, and we're, we're not insured. 5,000 is going to go nowhere. Nowhere. I'm talking 100,000 right now for, for my business alone. It, it's just devastation. And people were left to fend for themselves here this morning. We had, we had to pay nearly 2,000 euros for skips, yeah, trucks and people to come and take stuff away. We, we were told the council was meeting at 12 about skips and nobody arrived, nobody helped. We've all paid ourselves to get the skips and the clear out this morning. No help. So it's a bureaucratic paperwork system we expect to happen now to give support to the people here. And that's not what we need. We need assistance and we need it now. Are you have businesses here that are day on day suffering that they won't reopen because they won't be able to afford to. They need to help. They help now so they can open next week or as soon as possible. Everyone here are very hard working people. We're just, we're salt of the earth. We really are not asking for anything extra. We just need you to just get us back on our feet. It, the, 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 the immediate support will be there uh, in terms of the financial costs and damage. The flood release scheme, we will do it as quickly as we possibly can. That's one of the reasons why Minister Dunham is here. But unfortunately, it's not a timeline we control because of objections and court cases but we won't um, we won't give up on it Tisha, can I just ask why we didn't have a red warning yesterday I mean the UK I, I had know. a red warning yeah. we had an orange warning and I hadn't even hit them yet no, I, I, that's one of the things I'm going to be asking Met Erin about you know they're, they're the scientists and they're the ones who issued the warnings when you look at Alan O'Reilly there and uh, Carlo Wetterman we follow him to the team mm. and he gave a statement last night and he hit the nail on the head we should have had a red warning we should have had we could have prepared an awful lot better for this for what happened today. We could have rose 
you know, all, all our stuff that was underground, we could have lifted it to places that we, you know, to safety. We came out yesterday up to here, out of our premises of work, in cold, freezing, dirty, filthy water, and we had no help. But we should have had a warning. We really should. It's just not good enough. No, no, like that's something we will, we will, we will do as part of the review. Um, you know, Med Aaron, they're, they're the scientists, they're the experts. They base their warnings based on the information they have, and sometimes it isn't isn't always correct. You know yourself, the weather forecast isn't always right, um, but it is part of the review that we'll do. And what a lot of people said to me, though, was it came really quickly. It did, it did. Was, I, I can vouch for that. But if we had a warning, we could have had sandbags, we could have had prepared. We had no preparation. We had no time for preparation. You know? I mean, it just wasn't good enough. It really wasn't good enough in that respect. I, Towns like Middleton are on tenterhooks every time there is heavy rain. Is there any way that there could be a state-led insurance fund that would make up the shortfall for insurance companies who just refuse point blank? Yeah, we'll never get insured again. Never. Well, we we have a scheme in place that covers businesses that couldn't get insurance. But even houses can't get insurance. Yeah, it covers that too. So that scheme is in place. Um, We deploy it um, probably every other year, and we will deploy it again here. Uh, And it's for businesses and and homes that tried to get insurance but couldn't because they're in a flooded area. we need to do is to improve it because given the level of damage that I've seen yeah. here the amount of stock that's damaged uh, would need to increase the limits as to what's available and uh, I'll be doing that when I get back to Dublin. Let's start with one of the points there that some of the residents made in the media too and this was to the whole issue of warning I had met Aaron on the air this morning uh, and standing over the warnings that they gave saying that it wasn't and they couldn't have called it as a red that it was an orange and they would do nothing differently had they the time over again. The East Cork TD, James O'Connor, is certainly the Fianna Fáil TD, is certainly not taking that one as being uh, accurate. And he joins me by phone. James, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, so that's what Med Aaron said in response, but you're not having it, no? Absolutely not. You know, we've heard from people who are farming locally that have rainwater measurement instruments, even in Cork airports, there were reports of almost up to 100 mils of water. Some people reported over 100 mils down near Killa over a 24-hour period, which is far, it exceeds what's needed for a red-level warning. And this comes back to preparedness for yesterday. The flood warnings that we had, you know, people were given 20 minutes, 15 minutes notice on the main street. You know, people went to work, children went to school, totally unaware of what was coming. Uh, and also the preparedness for this. The council need that warning as well from it here in, in order to get the work done. Um, you know, what we saw in, across East Cork is just devastating. You know, everywhere, it, it, it's, it's in every village uh, across across the area. Like I was in my home parish last night at Killa. I called on the way home to the house um, after coming from Middleton where we'd been all day speaking with business owners, with families who lost homes, and people who've had huge amounts of damage done to their businesses. And even in the small little communities, Killer, Klein, and other areas, this homes have been badly affected. Businesses, you know, in 200 years of the history of Killer, it was never flooded before. So it just gives an indication how extreme this was. It wasn't just, you know, an average uh, weather warning. This, this was incredible, the damage that was done in, in locations across East Cork. And even today, you know, even outside our own homes, as an embankment has collapsed. So it just shows how much rain's after falling. It, mm. it, I've never seen anything like it, nor have the generations before me either. Just, just staying with that, I looked back at the Medairn forecasts, and the forecast for the day before was turning wet and breezy, rain spreading inland, persistent much of the day, heavy and thundery. So localized flooding is possible, particularly in the southwest. 
it actually happened in the southeast. Then the forecast on the day of it said heavy rain today, likelihood of flooding, some disruption, rain turning lighter and more intermittent later in the day. Miles off what actually happened. And one or two of the businesses there said if it had been called properly in their eyes, they could have lifted everything from the ground floors of their businesses and we wouldn't be having this conversation. 100% Neil and like even beyond um, the businesses like we've said in your show today and I, I listened to even the powerful contribution from Sinead from, from Bertelli's menswear you know the, there was there was 32 people you know awaiting evacuation in a hospital yesterday in Middleton and um, six people had to be evacuated from a psychiatric residential facility uh, and some of those evacuations took overnight you know it's a miracle no one has lost their lives an absolute miracle um, you know, and it just gives the scale of the damage that was done. Over five feet of water in Middleton Hospital, the Garda station, you know, other key community infrastructure, um, as well as the homes down the Mill Road, heading out to the Park Hotel yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, all the low-lying uh, housing estates along there, both tidal and river flooding as well. Do you and think people were, were put enough. in danger, James? Particularly the fact that children went to school and were seen wading or being carried through four or even five feet of water. Others were in canoes or little inflatable ribs. I really do. And you know, the one thing above everything else, people in, you know, positions of responsibility, people like school principals, members of the local guardy, they were left with, to make very challenging and difficult decisions. Um, you know, they depend on advice being provided from Med and other resources too. Um, and, you know, there was crisis um, uh, talks in the morning when the flooding started to get more severe about trying to get people home from school. You know, I, got, I left the doll immediately after I saw the flooding that happened in Chestnut Drive and y'all just behind parks. It was very clear something very badly had gone wrong and I wanted to get home. And when I got back down to Middleton, I think it was about four o'clock when I arrived in Middleton back to Minster House, there was water up to my knees on the main street. Um, people were trapped in the library um, and getting the full extent of what had happened in the hospital as well. Uh, it's just a miracle nobody has died. And I just want to say how how amazing the work has been done by the emergency services, ambulance crew, fire brigades, all of the different um, different volunteers that came forward, reserves that were called up, the army, the defence forces, you know, the RNLI. Yes, I, I um, accept all of that, but the, the san- but the sandbags are coming from private business. Now, I know the County Council have yeah. them now, but Ladiesbridge, Ladiesbridge aggregates are bringing sandbags to people's homes. Um, it seems yes. to be community help, really. The skips they are, are being provided by I, I, people. I, I, they were in contact with me this morning, um, and I just no. want to thank them for what they've done. They've They've made sandbags available. Power aggregates, loads of... It seems to be the people are helping the people, whether it's buckets or mops or whether it's dehumidifiers or pumps. Skips as well, like we've we've heard yesterday, that there was a limited number of skips provided. But simple practical measures are what we need now. We need to help with the clean-up. And even Middleton, it's not over yet. I'm hopeful that the waters will stay down. But I'm here now and just went into Carry Tool. There's been limited flooding there. And I'm in Glowntown right now. Um, and the rain is bucketing down here, so I'm very worried about okay. what's going to come later today. And we need practical support, Neil. But what? We need skips, we need money to do this, and there's a government meeting coming up on Monday. And I want every minister that's within a, a three- and four-hour drive of, of, of County Cork to come down and, and witness this damage before that meeting. You know, it's, it's devastating, and the damage is in the tens and tens of millions. It's extraordinary. I, 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 it's unprecedented, and I hope I never see the likes of it in my lifetime but, again. But 10 million, and I know that it probably, we hope it won't be capped at that. I'm sure you'd agree that oh, that will not, not be not enough. enough. It's not enough. I was just talking to my, my colleague, Deputy Paddy O'Sullivan, about the damage in Glanmire and in other locations as well. We're in agreement that is not enough money. We are going to fight hard 
to see more money being provided. We've asked the Tánis to, to come. Uh, he's returning from a conference at the moment. Um, and we want him to come down tomorrow to see the damage as well. And, you know, I, I even something as simple as the Garda station in Middleton and our, our hospital in Middleton, you know, those facilities alone are going to take many millions to get them back up to where they were. Like, I, I went into Middleton Garda station yesterday and, you know, the emotion and, and the devastation there is extraordinary. You know, there's such good uh, community policing yeah. um, across the Middleton region and around East Cork. And can I just say, I, I, I really want to make sure I communicate this to people, how aware we are about people in Klein and Whitegate, Inch and in Killa, uh, Castle Martyr and other locations as well, where roads have been washed away, homes have been damaged. This has also affected rural areas, townlands and the villages around the area as well. Like there was flooding this morning in areas of Lisgood and Lara localised flooding. So it's not done yet. Uh, and I think that's something that people in Dublin need to be aware of, you know. Okay, let's see what brings on with regards to the funding and how quickly it will be available uh, to people. Thanks for taking the call. I'll let you get on. James O'Connor, Fianna Fáil TD for East Cork. The uh, business funding will come via the Red Cross. But for those of you who have devastation in your homes, it's an 0818 number. 0818-60-70-80. That is a government-led fund. It's separate to the one that will be available this so-called 10 million uh, to local businesses in the greater Middleton uh, area or indeed other towns as James O'Connor says other towns and villages that will come via the Red Cross and they expect that, they expect that money to come as early as next week um, so I think that maybe the pressure is on to even look at higher amounts of money. There's been a massive amount of response by text. I hope to get to them between now and quitting time this morning if not, thank you to everybody who's got in touch and I'll come back to it on Monday I did mention an issue earlier on this morning with regards to people critical of the Radisson uh, Hotel, the Radisson Blue. Their website was showing on the night that people possibly might have been looking for a hotel room, the room rates of €899.10. Now the Radisson, as I said, came back and said that it was an employee error resulted in the hotel's website offering incorrect rates. I see a lot of texts coming in from people who just won't buy that. But there was some other criticism uh, of businesses also, and a company called Trackside uh, Motors, who offer breakdown recovery services in East Cork, are bearing the brunt of criticism at the moment, particularly on social media, um, for the fact that people are saying they were charging uh, people to um, rescue them or move them or lift their vehicles uh, from flooded areas. Now, Michael from Trackside Tires joins me. Michael, good morning. Good morning, Neil. Um, if you had your time over, I mean, what, what did you do? And if you had your time over, would you have done it any differently? Well, Neil, what, what we done was we were called by one of our customers to rescue him from a flood. Um, we travelled from Yall to Killa to, to rescue him from um, a, a situation where he had his house flooding at home and he needed to get home to it. So he decided to call a recovery vehicle to get him out of there. Um, when we landed into the commotion which we were unaware of we didn't realise obviously only being an orange warning that it was as bad as it, as it is or as it was um, at that point um, we rescued him but we were approached by other people to um, rescue them um, obviously we, to our recovery truck wouldn't be covered by insurance or people's cars wouldn't be covered by insurance unless we took a nominal fee off them um, and we took 20 euros off of people to carry them over the flood in Killa, um, which we then realised that we had to um, carry them over a flood in Castle Martyr as well, um, which we'd done. Um, uh, look, 
people are seem to be very offended by it. Um, but if one of those vehicles fell off our recovery truck, um, we would be liable for it by charging them a, a mild fee. Um, they were covered to be carried across the area. If you hadn't charged them and something had happened, it would have voided insurance, you're saying? Yes. Okay. Can, can I just also, just for point of clarity, you did shift and lift others free of charge besides the first well, call? Absolutely. Ab- absolutely. And yeah, there, there's various different stories and legs being added on on social media, of course. The people that are pushing this on social media were standing videoing people's misfortune and not helping anyone. Um, I got landed into a situation not by pure accident. I didn't go there looking for this business. Um, I was wading around in water trying to get automatic handbags released for people that weren't know how to get there once their cars had died inside. And so you were assisting yeah. vehicles as well, trying to help them with jammed hands. Did you lift? Did, did you lift an ambulance? I did indeed. Did you did you charge for that? No. Absolutely not. No. Okay. How okay. So is, is it the case that on, on social media people are saying that you were up there touting, hoping to get business out of it? Is that upsetting that, to hear? That, it is, absolutely. It, it's terrible that we... Look, where were all the other local garages? Where were all the other recovery trucks that were available? They weren't their deal because they had no interest in helping anybody. I went there to, on a call... That's the business we provide. We provide a recovery service. We went there to recover one of our good customers, a regular customer. He wanted to get home to his house. We got stuck in a situation. We tried our best to help everyone. There was old ladies buying bottles of wine and blocks of cheese to sleep in their car. Um, we recovered them to the far side of Killa, 10 kilometer journey, uh, 20 to 50 euros was a mile fee. You wouldn't get anything for 50 euros. It couldn't have been possible for... Just to answer the criticism, it couldn't have been possible for you to put your shoulder to the wheel like many other businesses did and not charge at all, whether it was the 20 or the 50. And and I I respect the fact that you did a a lot of lifts for free. Uh, I think that people who were stranded without money, they weren't charged. But could you have not charged at all and we wouldn't be having this conversation? Well, there, were, there was BMWs and Mercedeses and brand new Ford Pumas carried. If one of them fell off into the water, I wouldn't be able to replace them for the vehicle. Their insurance wouldn't have covered it and my insurance wouldn't have covered it. They had to be charged a nominal fee to be covered for an, our recovery vehicle. And would €50 euro be nominal, to be honest? Well, I, I'm sure the lady that got carried to the far side of Killa paid a little bit more for the bottle of wine and she'd gone settling down inside her car for the night. Nobody was there to help her. Nobody was there to help the ambulance. All these people bashing us on social media. I didn't see them helping on a standing video on people's misfortune. I tried my best to help. I never went there with that intention. I was wearing a pair of short pants and a pair of rubber boots, wading around inside in the water, doing my best to assist people. Okay. There would have been no profit in the day's work, would there? There was 380 euros in the pocket of the truck when I went home, Neil. It didn't fuel the truck. A member of staff came to assist he is on the hour. He has to be paid. No, they're absolutely. The truck is costing a thousand euros a month. I'm sorry if people. It's a sixty-five thousand pound truck that we use as a boat to get vulnerable people across the water. No, but no other garage was there with their trucks or their equipment. They weren't going risking it. Yes, there was people with tractors, and vehicles that are designed for travelling rough terrain, running on green diesel. And no, I, 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 I think. What we done was an assistance. Some people look nobody. Now you can't please everybody, um, but if their vehicle fell off while 
passing over the bridge, it would have been covered by our insurance by them paying a small fee. Mm-hmm. But if somebody were to say that fee could have been a euro and you shouldn't have walked away with 380 euro, how would you respond to that? I'm sorry. If, if we didn't decide to help, if we took the other cause of cars that were broken down, requiring recovery to the garages in Cork City for 400 euros or 350 euros just sat to recover a vehicle from the far side of Dungarvan to, to, to Cox City for repair. Our, our vehicles could have been left, our, our vehicles could be put to much better use. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that the, the nominal fee that was charged to these people, I'm sure every one of these people had no issue in paying a nominal fee to get home to Dublin. So when, when there was a fee of a 20 euro or when there was a fee of 50 Nobody argued the toss or said anything that, you know, you should do this for free as a community gesture of kindness. No, they, didn't. They, no. Were, they were very, everybody that got carried was very praiseful, thanking us very much. We refused to take money from some people and they still forced it to force it to take it. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you'll find anybody that was carried that was uh, felt that they were mistreated or charged in any way. Okay, so for those that said that you, and this seems to be one of the stories, I know that you went there touting, thinking that you would pick up business, you're saying that is categorically not true? Not true. We, went, we responded to a call from a man who has put a, a, a post on Facebook saying that he was the, the initial call um, to... to to, to get recovered because his house was flooded and he okay. was trying to get a pump. Do you think that... Um, yeah, okay, that was the, that was the first call. Um, that was, but do you think that it will impact on your business, this, this negativity? Uh, it doesn't seem so here today. I think people didn't even realise we were here. It, it's driving massive business in the door here. Um, we can't cope with it. We're, we're, we're turning people away. I, I don't think it will. I think, look, people are hurting. People, people are in a, a state of shock of what has happened. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's going to affect our business. Um, don't forget, Castle Martyr is not our local town. We could have been helping people in Yall or, or our local town, but we got stranded in a situation where we went to collect a Yall customer and lend a hand to the people of Castle Martyr. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, we could have been down here helping our own business, our own businesses were flooding at the time while we were out there helping. Okay, but in, but in, in a time of, of need and, you know, Emergency. If you could go back in time, and I'm talking about time machines a lot this morning, you would still have charged these fees. You wouldn't have done anything differently after after the response and criticism that you're getting because of it now. People will never be pleased. They don't understand real life. A lot of these people, they don't understand how things work. We're a business. We have people staff to pay. We have costs of diesel, rising costs of insurance. The cost of oh, I know, I know that, but there are other people who bought, who just literally paid for big, huge skips and delivered them out of their own pocket. And those skips could cost five, six hundred, the very big ones, um, yeah. and and have, have stayed anonymous. You see, they haven't even yes. had their name heard. But but Neil, you have to forget. I was up to my waist in water helping people. I didn't know Middleton was under eight feet of water. None of us, none of this. We didn't know that this was as bad as it was. We were too busy helping people to realise that the whole country or the whole of Cork was flooded. We thought it was an orange weather warning, is what we were told. So we weren't out there thinking, oh, everybody's house is destroyed and flooded. We had two floods. Oh, I know, I know, I know. but the Middleton Park Hotel gave over bedrooms and put it by emergency camp beds. They didn't charge a nominal fee for the camp bed, you know? No, but they didn't. But they were sitting at their desk, listening to the radio, listening to the situation. We were inside 
four feet of water helping people. We didn't know the situation was as bad as it was. We yeah, but I, I know. Listen, I don't want to be giving you too much grief, but there there was help available. But for some, and I know that you did lift people for free, but for others, it wasn't help. There there was a charge. There, there was a, there was a charge to protect their vehicles and protect their customer rights. Okay, okay, okay. So if you, if again you, you you wouldn't change anything, you you would do the uh, same look, thing again. Look, I I I I would, I would help in maybe in a different way, but if they wanted their vehicles covered by insurance there had to be a nominal fee. They had to enter a contract for their vehicle to be covered on our recovery truck to get them. Look, okay. We're talking about a 10 kilometre distance here, Neil. Not the people are, are, are making it out that they were collected in Castle Martyr and dropped to the other side of Castle Martyr. The two floods were 10 kilometres apart. Yeah, okay. You're not, you're not the army. You're not the, uh, you're, you're not the army. You're not the fire brigade. You're not the local civil defence. Why were some charged 20 and others 50? Because initially, Neil, we were getting people over the flooding killer. When we realised that Castle Marta was also impassable, so we were charging people at the flooding killer 20 euros to get over to the other side. Then we were informed that we were only moving the problem for them. We followed those three girls into Castle Marta to find them and carry them over the flooding Castle Marta. Like we only carried four cars to to, to the Cork side of Castle Marta. So they were the three people that had already given us 20 euros. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. to, to, to go over. So they were carried twice for 20 euros. Okay, and how many people do you think you lifted and shifted altogether? Nine or nine or ten okay. people. Okay, and so how would you answer the criticism that two of them were 80-year-old pensioners? Well, they weren't 80-year-old pensioners because I had them sitting up in the tr- truck with me having the crack and I dripping wet. They weren't 80-year-old pensioners. They were, they were, there was ladies in their 70s. There was a, a lovely couple, a lovely two okay. ladies okay. Um, that I carried. Um, and, and put them to the right side of the water so that they, they could get home. They were, um, but that would have been a fifty euro charge for both of those, would it? Did I asked them? For, I, they offered me money. I refused it. They left it in the pocket of the truck. I make out, or someone left money in the pocket of the truck for those ladies. Okay. I think it was them. Okay. And I hope everyone got home safe. And I genuinely don't think that anybody that was carried has an issue. Um, but if they do, they're more than welcome to give us a call and we can make a refund or make a gesture of some sort to them. Okay, thank you for the update and the explanations, Michael. It's Michael from Trackside Motors Breakdown Recovery Service in East Cork. You can text 0868 104 106, pick up the phone on 0818 104 Calls on the way after this. Text the Neil Prenderville Show now. 086-8104-106. Red FM. Anything I don't get to today, I will return to on Monday of that you can be sure. So get involved in the conversation and always email neil at redfm.ie. Seamus spent a lot of time down in Middleton yesterday. You've heard quite an amount of audio this morning. Here's some more from the business community. Damien O'Brien, we own Fox & Co Menswear on 18 Main Street in Middleton. We've been open a year and a half. It's a partner business to my wife's shop, Flamingo, which is open over five years. Uh, look, the last 24, 38 hours have been uh, fairly devastating for everyone in Middleton, uh, not least businesses. Um, we kind of, I suppose we got the amber warnings, etc., but um, a bit disappointed, I suppose, in one sense, in, in the kind of warnings we got and the way it played out. I know people were doing their best and 
and put the positive side of it as ever since it's happened we've had phenomenal help from the community and people around and just passers by offering anything from a bottle of water to helping us kind of move stock etc so uh, but yeah. it came pretty quickly yesterday didn't it it did yeah look um, it had been raining kind of heavy o- overnight and uh, uh, it had been um, uh, I suppose we all saw the warnings we're used to kind of rain and we're used to it being in other parts of the county but um, I suppose I was I, I was working in Cove and Lara called me at one stage and we can see on our cameras the way it was we didn't expect it to come so far up let's say Connolly Street and then when it came up to Main Street uh, by the time I left Cove it was too late sandbags that I brought with me were um, too little and um, uh, from my understanding the rain came along the back of the Main Street um, so it came in through the back of the building so we had up to three feet of water from the back coming through to the front um, so it, it was almost take down the sandbags and let the water out the front door uh, massive amount of stock uh, damaged, uh, all our floors are gone, um, some of our wall fittings may be salvageable um, but a lot of them are gone uh, look, um, we're going to be closed for a few weeks, both businesses, that has a major impact on us, it's been hard enough I suppose but um, post-Covid and the Ukrainian war and the cost of living that everyone's going through but uh, this will really kind of knock us a bit, so yeah we'll have to see how things go from here. Like Leo Varadkar is in town today and he's offering uh, 5,000 straight away to businesses with a maximum of 20,000. Is that enough to help businesses? It's a start. I say that much, Seamus, it's a start, but um, it's. I don't know if it'll be enough for us. We have to kind of count our stock, see what percentage we've lost. We've got staff we have to pay. We've got rates, we've got bills. You know, people are understanding, but they also need to get paid. So it's a start, but I, I'd imagine, to be fair to Fox & Co., you know, at this time of the year, which is coming to our busiest season, you know, every week um, is worth kind of multiples, five figures. CF Linux is my name is Linda Conway. We were to our knees at the front there. We were just under our knees behind the counter here. We had we were here till 12 o'clock last night getting the water out of the building with wheelie bins. We took out 60 wheelie bins out of here yesterday. We made sure our power was on before we left here last night for our fridges and freezers. We've lost one pan, one fridge. We've lost some stock. But we felt that today, when we realised we could open, that we have a responsibility to open, we've been able to give out food at a reduced price for business owners and people coming in and people helping today. We've had donations put in today with people and we, the staff here were giving that out to people they feel that are in need when they come in. And we haven't advertised that on you know, social media, but when they've come in, our staff have done that. So there was 150 donations today by two different customers to give out to people that we see fit that, you know, without advertising it. And any of the businesses that have come in, who are, like last night, I would have loved a hot meal going home at 12 o'clock. You know, today we're able to do it for people who are inside in their businesses. I can give my staff their hours and their jobs here. Our st- we had 15 staff in this morning cleaning this building from 6 I have an amazing crew. Somebody said to me, did you have professional cleaners? And I said, I do have the best. I actually think the shop is cleaner behind here today than it was before it happened. But it was a very hard day. Our backs are broke from yesterday. I'm devastated for Middleton. I'm devastated for people's homes. I went home to a clean house with my children last night who were in here helping us. We got into hot showers. It's, you know, and it's the people out helping people in their homes and seeing the help here yesterday and watching it out as it was coming through our doors. I was putting it out the side door and I felt it was coming in the front door. But we're lucky with the type of flooring we have. 
we're lucky with the staff we have, that we have enough, and the volunteers who came to help us, I was able to say, go help somebody who doesn't have as many staff today. We bucketed and we bucketed, and it, I thought one, pa- one hasn't come on, but three, three have come on today. Our gluten-free pan is gone, so we've no gluten-free. You know what? We're able to, we're able to look after people. Um, I felt a little bit guilty hoping today, and I was told, don't be silly, you know. Our neighbours across the road in Bite Size came over and helped us yesterday because they couldn't get into their own shop. And they had just opened a new business at the end of town, Bernie's, a week ago. And it's the most beautiful shop. And he was in here helping me. So, you know, like, the the community here are just amazing. They sent me over a coffee while ago and they're not even open, you know. So we're blessed to be part of this community and I'm so proud to be in Middleton, you know. And um, I'm just thinking of everyone. You know, everyone, um, because it's like a ghost town today. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know, I'll come back to that on Monday with more businesses, but uh, it might be relevant to know that uh, Babette went to Scotland and it's over Scotland now and the Met Office issued a red warning for Scotland at half past ten on Wednesday morning. They called it red on Wednesday morning and they're getting it now. So I wonder if Med Aaron could learn anything from that. A lot of response regarding uh, Michael from Trackside and I am obliged to him for coming on. A lot of people don't bother. He did. Uh, I think you're being very hard on that man with the recovery truck. He's trying to explain how he worked hard to help people and uh, and while you have skips being paid for by private individuals, the skip companies aren't giving them for free. Uh, Neil, it was 50 euro to get across the Castle Martyr floods. He lifted a lot of cars and had two trucks there and did the ambulance for free. Um, I was there helping people across the floods as well. Uh, Neil, you're nothing but a disgrace. The man did a great service. 50 euro is well worth it. Uh, Ask Michael, when did a car ever fall off one of his trucks? Uh, donate the money from the 380 euro towards the cleaning products for the Middleton hub now, perhaps. And there's more fair play to the man for helping yesterday. Like he said, everyone else stood there and recorded videos to get a few likes and started aggravation online and caused a stir. 20 euro was a generous thing I've heard of, the most generous thing. He's totally justified in his actions and choices and I commend him highly for the help he provided, says Sinead. Another one, fair play to the rescuer. He came on air, explained the reasoning behind, made perfect sense to be honest. It's usual you'll have complainers who want to put everybody down. You should be applauding him. Uh, stop demonising the man. I'm far from demonising him. I'm paid to ask hard questions and Michael was well capable of answering them. It's not fair that the man was getting such a grilling. He's well able for though fair play to him. He was dead right. Give him a break for God's sake. We all know about insurance. He was perfectly right to cover himself. One or two more. The man is 100% correct to do what he did in case any of those people fell from the truck. You and others will be giving out to him for helping people without insurance or charging. So a lot of support from for the work done yesterday. Happy to pass that on now. With regards to Free Food Friday for today, I'm listening to what you guys were saying to me earlier on and we have decided and contacted Mark at Roosters Piri Piri Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park to do something novel and helpful for the people of Middleton. And Mark joins me by phone. Mark O'Donoghue. Mark, good morning. Neil, how are you? Um, I know you had to scramble, no bother to you. What plan have you come up with that could help the people working hard in Middleton this morning? Well, initially we said we would uh, we would send out about 100 meals down to them. I think we're up at about 120 now and uh, we'll keep producing until, until your uh, red patrollers arrive. So we should have uh, somewhere around 120 meals ready for your red patrollers. That is right. incredible. That is an incredibly generous offer, Mark. Thank you for it. What's involved in the meals? What will we be bringing by red patroller? Well, we'll be bringing chicken burgers, beef burgers, chicken wraps and sides of fries, uh, rice and mixed salad. And we'll also have drinks as well for the, uh, for the people. Uh, we wish we could do more, Neil. Obviously, uh, it's a, an incredible, an incredibly hard time for the people down there, uh, both the residents and the business owners. I can't imagine what they're going through. 
So obviously we're, we, we, we do whatever we can to help. I'm so glad to finish on a positive note like that. We're coordinating with the good people of Mid- Middleton, the housing estates, the businesses, the different agencies that are working down there. And it suffice to say at this stage that lunch is on the way for an awful lot of them. Thank you so much, Mark. It's incredibly no, thank kind you, of you. Thank you for the work. Thank well you very done. much. Well done. Great company. Yeah, and uh, by them supporting others, you should support them. Roosters, Piri Piri, Douglas and Blackpool Retail Park. So to many, many people down in Middleton, food is on the way as a kind gesture of generosity and inclusivity to show that everybody is thinking and hoping and that things will improve. I'm going to love you and leave you for the day that's in it. But before that, I'm joined in studio to play us out by the one and only Derek Burke of Crystal Swing fame. And I remember, because you know the parish is down there very well, I remember in 2015, you were there helping in the floods. And I'm told you were there again yesterday with the tractor. Well, look, Neil, yeah, look... It, it, no, and I, and I don't want you to... I'm not picking you up, I'm just saying yeah. you got involved. <laughs> I did. I, look, sure, look, you t- you'd help anyone if you can, like, you know, and it was no different. Um, well, yesterday, I went... I called down to where my wife works. She works in the Grumpy Bakers in Middleton and they had an awful lot of water as well, but thankfully they got open again this morning. Um, but the day before when the flood was actually on, I know you were speaking to Tom Clear earlier on, at Water Rock, and... Um, I just happened to be passing through and there was another couple of lads there now as well, Damien Gaird and Kevin O'Keefe, um, another man, James, and there was another lad then with a tractor as well because his daughter was in this specific van. There was a van with um, special, needs, special kids. needs kids in it. Needed um, moving. And they, that needed moving. Um, so everybody, of course, you know, Brilliant. all helped out. And that's what you do in these Well, that's one thing I've know? learned over the past couple of days, the strength of community spirit. And it was great to see. Now, uh, you're going to play us out. you got a couple of gigs on tonight. You're on Murphy's Rock at six o'clock. Then you're racing to Casey's and Clon, Drive with Care. Tomorrow you're in Cove, Glanmire and Bandon. You're as popular as ever. Yeah, thankfully, very busy, um, Neil, and especially around the Cork area and weddings and everything now as well for 25 is becoming a big thing as well. Of if I was getting getting married again, I'd hire you in a small band. (laughs) I'll watch it tonight, Sonia, maybe. All right, play us out. What have you got for us? Perfect. We'll sing a song that everybody knows, I think. Little one is called The Gambler. Here we go. On a warm summer's evening On a train bound from nowhere I met up with a gambler We were both too tired to speak So we took turns to staring Out the window at the darkness But a mother took us And he began to speak He said, son, I've made my life Out of reading people's faces Knowing what the cards were By the way they held their eyes And if you don't mind me saying I could see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle He drank down my last swallow Then he bummed a cigarette Asked me for a light and the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy You gotta learn, we wanna hear everybody singing You gotta know when to hold them Lovely, know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You better count Neil Prendival's money Oh, if you're sitting at the table They'll be timing up for counting when the dealing's done, you've got to know when to hold them. Everybody, know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. 
You never count your money If they're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done Hold on, I give us 90 seconds of the Hucklebuck before I let you go. Will we do a little bit of the Hucklebuck just to put everybody in good spirits so that all that's happening. All right, we'll get Neil and... Uh, I don't know the, the words. Here I don't know here the words. I know the gambler, but I don't know the Hucklebuck. You were too young for that, of course, in the 60s. Isn't that right, Neil? <laughs> like you weren't. Here we go. If you're driving along in the car, we want you singing this one to me. Here we go. Now here's a sign dance you should No, hey, your baby, when the lights are down Where? No, hey, you grab your baby then Here we go, go Hey, now you do the hucklebuck, can't you do the hucklebuck? If you don't know how to do it, then you're out of luck Shove your baby in, twist her all around Then you start a moving and twisting all about Wiggle like a snake and you wobble like a duck That's what you do when you do the hucklebuck Now here's a dance you should Everybody don't hate your baby when the lights are down Don't hate you grab your baby then you do the hucklebuck and you do the hucklebuck If you don't know how to do it then you're out of luck Shove your baby in and twist her all around Then you start a moving and twisting all about Wriggle like a snake and you wobble like a duck That's what you do when you do the hucklebuck Hey! There nice one. We're set up for the weekend. Get on your tractor and travel. Fair play to you. Thank Have you a very good much, one. Neil, again for having me. Derek Burke to round off the week. I have to say, I still see a lot of texts coming in regarding Trackside and Michael on the air with me. And it's fair to say uh, that 95, 96, maybe 97% of them are in support of what he did yesterday and how he did it. I love you and leave you. Have a good weekend. I'll see you Monday. For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts.